live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy of North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. My mic stopped working again. Does it really? And that's the other host, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear us, guys? Yes. uh, Hey. I am the other host, Paul, and hopefully my (laughs) microphone is working because it fucking hates me today. I know we're not supposed to swear so early. So so many technical (laughs) issues, so many problems, yes. And just going to check, make sure, yes, it's back on now. Yes, hi. Hi, nerds. Um, Two two podcasts, well, two two things in one day. We are spoiling you, I guess. Uh, I think we are. Yes. It's working. Hopefully it's working. So I just are you saying it's working, but it's very quiet. Yes, for some reason it's out for people. us. Yeah. <laughs> but other people are saying they can hear you, Paul. So yeah, let's just go with it's it. Just a delay. Go, just go with the flow. I'm gonna cry. But yes, uh, we are back <laughs> with a vengeance, and we are joined uh, this evening by the majestic, the Lord Himself, that is Jake. And we thought oh. you were gonna say Lee there. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's getting left to last. Lee's right. Um we have the beautiful Lauren, like our comic book guru herself. Uh, as soon as we mention anything to do with comic book or characters, it, the abuse I get in the messages saying if you don't have me on, I will find you, I will kill you. Um I'm a little I'll scared. Tell you where he lives, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and we've got a very special guest. That's Sammy Let Slip earlier. We're gonna we're gonna be a big reveal, but yes, the king himself, <laughs> the very special king, his first appearance fully on the podcast. I know he did a a little cameo on Sammy's little um, side quest that she did, but now after he made a comment, and I don't even think he realizes I noticed his comment um in the discord because he is king of the discord as well for all these discord yes. discord people that uh are, discord is, perverts yes <laughs> this the discord perverts um he made a comment what was it uh he said i really want to come on the podcast but this i don't think i'm good enough i think other people are better than me and lee i'm not having that because everyone gets well, the chance so if you suck <laughs> you're not come back on but at least you'll get your chance <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> But Sammy said nice things about you when you were on, so I'm expecting great things, great things from the well, king. I said lovely things about him being oh. on, and then I did say he he is the reason I lost my title of Sam number one. Mm-hmm. He Sorry. is the, he, it's all his fault, and he's very hard, bloody questions. I felt like you when you did the Game of Thrones quiz. And I don't think King Lee knows this. Well, he should, because he is an avid listener to the podcast. When it is your first appearance... You've got to tell us a little bit about yourself. So tell us a little bit about your nerd credentials there, Lee. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I know you fucking did. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm Lee. Um, I've been in the group for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on the comic book podcast, but I've got a, I haven't really been into comic books for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only a small news agent near myself. Which didn't sell many comics, or a, a wide selection of comics, so I didn't really get into that side of things until maybe the past five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, my nerd credentials are just gaming. I think I've just gamed since I remember, since I was about three or four years old. 
And you have started a little Twitch thing going now, haven't you? That you're starting to get a bit of popular. And the design work on it, I'll give you cues. The design is actually really good. So no, no, I wasn't meant to sound as patronising as I came across. <laughs> Well, I mean, well done, after, watching, after watching you guys on Twitch, I thought I have to try and step it up a little bit and mm-hmm. just took inspiration from oh, Steal our Look ideas. Look at a man. See, he's yeah. lovely. Lee's our, this is why he's king. Lee's our illustrious mod as well on Twitch. He's he's keeping an eye on everything you say. <laughs> I think he has elevated himself to mod in the, uh, the YouTube as well. He has a spanner, guys. He has a spanner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Michael's not the only one. And <laughs> speaking of, hello to everyone in the chat. There's a few people who's just joined us. Hi, everyone. Hi, nerds. Hi, hi, Adam. hi. And just want to say as well, because I know, um, like Adam's in the chat as well. His dad became very ill uh, yesterday, and he's in hospital. So good. We've got putting all the wishes in the world, and fingers crossed, everything's okay with your dad, Adam, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, soon, Tony. Of you, Adam. we love you. Mm-hmm. But yes. And Goodwill's oh keep telling us me sounds either too high, too low. What do you want from no, me, he Goodwill? Says, he says it's perfect. He what do you want from me, Goodwill? Now. God damn it. Don't move. Don't do anything. <laughs> I don't think you should ask Michael that question. <laughs> I don't think you'd like the answer. So before we get started, I've got a bit of like a bit of a confession as well. Oh, God. So it's, it's going to go deep and dark. And, and as you know, I do watch the Goonies too much or... And mm-hmm. like I say, I've got a bit of an obsession with the Goonies. I did you watch, watch it on your phone bit. in the cinema today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did watch it again. I did watch it again and I noticed something. I noticed there's more Goonies that watch us or that's part of the group that are wow. in the fucking Goonies. So I'm going to put wow. a picture up now for everyone to watch. These are the new members of the Goonies. And I hope you all appreciate how beautiful these guys look. <laughs> I'm gonna react like I can see. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I it's not me. Actually... It's not me best Photoshop work, but <laughs> it did make us laugh a lot. Um, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to the uh, to the Goonies, Captain Goodwill and Jake. He's a he's a yeah, like yeah, a fitting yeah. couple, couple oh, for the Goonies. <laughs> actually. <laughs> but yes, Goonies so... always say die. <laughs> so yes. Jake, Andy. Yes, Jake's Andy. Yes, and Goodwill. I can't. I've gotten a name now. Goodwill's earrings. The chat's going crazy. <laughs> yes, um, I, I'm never going to get bored of that. I hope you stop. So it's, it's going to continue. You're never going to stop watching it. <laughs> never going to stop watching Goonies, and everyone will be Goonied at some point. Uh, I might even do someone twice, so uh, especially if Sam's mom's involved. But uh, that's another story. But yes, uh, I'll send you any pictures of my holiday. You're getting blocked. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so Sammy, Sammy, after a second appearance on the BBC, did you know? When's your, oh yes. When's your interview going to be out? Did, did she tell you? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I generally don't know at this stage. Yes, me and Michael did an interview for. BBC on Friday about the new side projects that we're doing um, and it was very fun and mm-hmm. um, Michael absolutely held held his own for both of us so <laughs> very much appreciate that. <laughs> very good but um, but yes if you want to do your, your big uh, disclaimer oh, yes. that was on the BBC. <laughs> Round awesome. two you've done it once already. <laughs> I, have, I have. So Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's podcast, please come and join us in the Facebook group 
all the comments section and we can have an open discussion. Uh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Let's just keep the toxic behaviour out of life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Let's all agree on that one. Yes. If we don't agree on each other's lists, we can agree on that. Yes. <laughs> so, this one, I see. I was quite looking forward to this because with us being a comic book nerd and knowing the people, like say that I could get on, like especially Lauren mm -hmm. and Jake and like say King Lee as well. Now, um, I thought it would be a really interesting topic to see people's opinions people's different point of views as well on characters because the story arcs and there's actually comics but characters change so much throughout comic or even time as well and the ev evolution so the character that you might like might be different to someone else's because as you said it's a different mm -hmm. time zone so yeah. i also that would be an interesting conversation so that's where the idea of top five comic book characters and i i, I wanted to like say comic book characters as well i didn't want to say heroes or villains so again yeah. your favorite yeah. could be the mr meanie the mr bad guy which would be again an interesting topic <laughs> so with us yes. going uh going ahead i thought i'd be nice and let our resident comic book guru start us off uh, oh. with number one pick so i'll let lauren go first okay so my my top five mm -hmm. it has I've been a fan of the X-Men. I started with the, the 90s cartoon back in 1992, 1993. Oh, the cartoon um, one is Tits and Us, yes. Yes, Tits and Us. <laughs> I, so I've loved X-Men almost as long as I loved Star Wars. It's mm -hmm. always been part of my life. And so like my top five has evolved, but my number one, has been pretty consistent since I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. He is the heart of the X-Men. He opened up giant size X-Men number one, being the very first character to appear in it. And he is the incredible Nightcrawler. Oh, Kirk Wagner. Kirk Wagner. Oh, yes. I have, I have loved him since I was a teenager. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's because he was one of the, first x-men like the first x-men the first good guy they really introduced who looked so different mm -hmm. but he was okay so th there's been times in the comics where he's kind of broody and a bit oh no i am i am the knight kind of thing <laughs> but for the most part he is this happy swashbuckly errol flynn watching star wars loving pirate dude who he he probably Doesn't is the, give a ship. yeah he's probably the nerdiest x-men as well yeah, absolutely <laughs> there's um i don't know if anybody's aware but back in the 80s they started to reprint from giant size one in these editions called classic x-men they mm. would abridge the issue and then back it up with a completely new couple pages story that was just like just random stuff like there was one where colossus was just painting in little odessa in new york city like it was just daily life slice mm. of life but for the x-men and one I love of that them, kind of stuff though <laughs> fantastic it's, it was the main reason i bought those classic x-men issues because it was just for those bits and there mm. was one part where um kurt and logan 
they're best buds. Anybody who's in the comics knows that Nightcrawler and Wolverine are just best buds because they just really contrast each other so well. Mm -hmm. They were just in the bar and Wolverine dares Nightcrawler to walk down the main street of Salem without mm -hmm. his image in Jesus run. And <laughs> he does. And he he kind of gets like a mixture of like attention, good and bad. And there's this point where he passes these little boys outside the movie theater and they're you know there's a star wars poster up and it's like oh my favorite's the wookie and it's just like yes <laughs> it's just i don't know he's just cool he's just really cool and it's just like you know he can use the sword of his tail and he always he, yeah I, I, he's in such an, an interesting character as well because he's he's the one that can't hide the way he's look so i, mm -hmm. I know that they're doing certain things like like inhibitors and stuff but he was the most mutant of the mutants, if that makes sense. He could never like yeah. hide. I always found it interesting as well that the Mary's power like followed up with Bath, which so it sounded like he was farting every time he was like uh, <laughs> teleporting into a, a different thing. So that always made us laugh as a, as a kid. Um, but there's something sad about Nightcrawler as mm -hmm. well because of, of his past, and I know it's yeah. actually it's like having missed. Uh, Depends which version you read, having mistake as his as his mother, and uh, all them different elements as well, and not really known family, and not really being accepted by family until he gets accepted by the X Men and mm -hmm. and uh, such. Um, it's the one character that you you don't want to see done dirty, and I think like when you look yeah. at the the movie transition as well, it was done so well, like in X Men Two, wasn't it? X Men Two, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I've got very mixed feelings on the movie versions of Nightcrawler. I hated the scars thing. Right. Okay. I so... thought that just went too far. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, because it was like he... they were saying he'd like self tattooed, weren't they? Something yeah, like, like he basically scarred himself. It's just oh, a scar for every sin kind of thing, and mm -hmm. he doesn't need to be that. He do he doesn't need to mess himself up with scars to prove his penance or his melancholy because he can do that anyway. Yeah. Like his backstory is completely horrific. It's awful, um, mm. but he's often so happy and friendly and welcoming and loving mm -hmm. to everybody that yes. he he defies his upbringing. And mm -hmm. yeah, again, I like... kind of like the found family aspect as well. Is I think, yeah. I think one of the main reasons people like X Men, especially as teenagers, is the found found the found family. The being. Mm. Oh, I'm so different, but I've got all these people who I'm different and weird with. You know, it's it's very welcoming and friendly, and very queer friendly as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, Definitely it, it, it was probably the comic book that all goths loved. Mm -hmm. That was probably the, the best way I could describe it. You say it, you say that, but I have never had, and it's it's so bizarre to us. I've never had a connection to the X Men, and I, and I should, mm -hmm. yeah. I really should, but I just don't. My husband does massively and probably would kill me for not even having one on the list. <laughs> but I'd, I've never drawn that connection to them. I was more the Avengers than mm -hmm. I was the X-Men. And I just, it's because of... Because you love the Boy when Scouts. When I, <laughs> no, when, I, when at the time when I started reading comics, I was looking for the strength, not the mm -hmm. intelligence or yeah. the connections but, kind of got, thing. Got like vulnerable aren't they the x-men yeah. like to like the government looking... and stuff like that and i definitely found that as a strength if that makes sense like mm -hmm. mm. there's there's been a, there was a great 
it's a really random story that I really like, but there was a storyline called Operation Zero Tolerance where they basically got raided by the government. Half the X-Men got arrested, half them got taken away, and then the mansion got stripped out. So for a while after that, it was just a team of like Z-listers. It was like Marrow, Maggot, Cecilia Rees, like <laughs> Beast trying to hold it all together and Wolverine kind of coming in and out. But they still made it work. Mm-hmm. Like there was a really good issue. There was a really, really good issue where Beast was trying to make them all do like. Sorry, I'm on a mad tangent. This is this is what happens when you make me talk X Men. <laughs> he made them all do like New Year's resolutions, and they're like, "Oh, forget this. I'm not going to do this." Mm-hmm. But by the end of the issue, Beast kind of banned by where he put the little list up, and everybody filled one out, oh, and it was perfect. just like, "Um." Oh. <laughs> yeah, like X Men do have those like cute moments, which uh, I definitely appreciate. Um. And just like going back to what you were saying about like Kurt's like innocence and stuff, like like he's definitely the the time when the show like you know people will be scared of him and be awful to him just based on looks, but he tries not to let him let, let it get him down. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. obviously yeah. it does, like you know the sad storylines, yeah. but also like he has a lot of like hope, or he's like, mm-hmm. eh, that's just their own problem, really. It's nothing yeah. to do right. with me. It's that's like when problem. In the first yeah. issues where Shadow Cat was introduced back when she was still called Air, was she called Ariel first or Sprite first? Oh, anyway, oh, when no. Kitty was first introduced, she was terrified of him, but mm-hmm. he was always so nice to her and so kind to her, like, yeah. even though, oh, get away from me. <laughs> he yeah, was so- like really patient and just waited for her to like mm-hmm. come round. Very, very nice spirited. So, good, yeah. good starting point there. So, good, strong, uh, strong start. So King Lee, because I know you've been quiet there. So you take it all. I've never actually read any X Men, so my experience with the X Men is just the films and the cartoon. Like literally, mm-hmm. the whole time I've been listening, in the background has been going. <laughs> 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 hey, but guys, don't sleep on X Men Evolution, yeah. which was a different cartoon. Yes. Whether yes. a bit younger, that was, but that was cool. awesome. <laughs> a lot of Nightcrawler in that. As well. Yeah, they sh- they shook up some of the origins, but yeah, not in a bad way. They've done Rogue really well in that that version yeah. as well. Yeah. But yes, so Lee, take it away for your first pick. Um, is this? Uh, do we start from five and work all the way down? It's your entirely choice. Highly up to you. How do you want um, to present I'll, it? I'll start from the end. Um, so, my number five pick. Um, I'll be surprised if this isn't in anyone's mm. or related to anyone's top ones. Uh, Venom. No. Okay. No. 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 It's not, no. but definitely. Someone's going to have a some Spider-Man in there. That's a different question. But... But <laughs> Venom definitely dan- I had like a, a rotating top, like a last spot, and Venom definitely crossed my mind at some point, <laughs> along with Juggernaut for some reason. Oh, oh that's amazing. amazing. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I'm Juggernaut, bitch. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I'm bringing Finally. it back. Yeah, Tell Venom. Why Venom? But, but yeah, um, well, Spider-Man is probably my favourite superhero in like Marvel or DC or anything like that. And I usually judge superheroes on how good their villains are. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man yeah. has the best villains. Um, Disagree. I know you might think Batman. Ba- Batman's got amazing villains as well, but mm-hmm. Spider-Man's got so many, like Dr. Octopus, mm-hmm. um, uh, Scorpion... 
Magneto, not Magneto. Uh, Chris, <laughs> it did Lord, say Magneto uh, a few times. Don't worry, you're not wrong. Gold, Everyone. Goldfish head. Miss. Mysterio. Mysterio. And he always deals with him mm-hmm. quite simply. But Venom is just an absolute monster. And he hasn't got any defense against Venom. He can't have these spider sense working against Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just so cool as well. He's <laughs> like, is his alter ego, but evil and. Just Venom absolutely rules. Yeah, is uh, Venom's oh, aesthetics are very much like, yeah, that's perfect. Like, no, yeah. no notes. <laughs> was, and, um... uh, only um, Eddie Brock Venom, Venom as well, though. Um, I know Venom goes on to being in, like, he takes over Scorpion, Doc. Actually, Flash the Thompson, takes over pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, Flash Thompson's that. He Venom, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. uh, oh, yeah. But the Eddie Brock version, yeah. No, so, uh, but Venom was Todd McFarlane, wasn't it? Or oh, that brought uh, the Spider-Man run that brought introduced Venom to us. It was. Um, I think so. Secret Wars. Um, oh, then it was it was Todd McFarlane. Well, Secret Wars was the black suit Spider-Man, but then yeah. it was two. Yeah, two that's where he Amazing found it. Spider-Man oh, three hundred was the first, the first full appearance, but it was two eight seven when yeah. it was hinted. Uh, two oh nine my seven, god, sorry. you fucking nerds! Uh, <laughs> no, was it? Sorry, two nine eight, then two nine nine. You saw Venom's hand. Then the first full full feature of Venom was three hundred. Nice. That yeah. was some fucking knowledge. Yeah. I own the comics. Deal. That's the thing. I own yeah. the comics. Um, I loved the McFarlane run of uh, like the Spider-Man and Venom. It was the most brutal and violent that Spider-Man has been, um, in my opinion, um, just for how vicious. Like I know people say Carnage, but like say um, the Maximum Carnage run was was decent. Oh, Carnage is a loser. But, um, <laughs> like just the pure hatred. Because if you think about it, like Eddie Brock. Blames everything on Spider-Man. He blames losing his, his uh, fiance. Blames losing his job because uh, Spider-Man kind of, when he had the black suit, was a bit of a dick, as we found out in Spider-Man Three when he does goes all emo. <laughs> but in yeah. the comics, was that was that actually in the comics though? Not the, not emo Spider-Man, but he become yeah. a bit of an yeah. attitude, uh, okay. and he basically because Eddie Brock's taking fake photographs of Spider-Man, and uh, instead of just like disputing it, he embarrasses Eddie. Peter Parker probably embarrasses him because he's like uh, hasn't got his conscience as much. He's like like the the venom, the black suit is kind of eating away at himself. Where he's becoming a bit of a bad guy, so he's going too far with the things, and he basically embarrasses Eddie Brock. And then the scene in the movie is basically scene for scene what happens with uh, Spider-Man in the Bell Tower, where yeah. Eddie's praying basically not for his like for help for salvation. He was he's praying for. Uh, Sp- Peter Parker and Spider-Man to be killed. Like revenge. I mean, revenge. Yeah. That, that's what he wanted. And then as the suit drips off Spider-Man, it lands on Eddie and infects Eddie and the hatred of Spider-Man with Spider-Man rejecting the, su- the, the black suit. And that's just amplified so much in Venom. And like say that run, like if you go back and read it now, is like some of the most brutal Spider-Man you will actually read like, to date. Quite amazing. Did you enjoy the Tom Hardy version of Venom, Lee? Um, I like Venom, mm-hmm. but I don't like Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. Um, huh? it doesn't seem angry enough. Like, um, the comic book Eddie Brock, he like, like I said, like Paul said, he's been fired from his job for 
uh, like wrong information for all this stuff. I'm sure he's also dying of cancer as well. Or he's found out he's got cancer because he starts like going to the gym and trying to bulk up a bit to get fit. Um, um, I think in some versions, I don't know if it was, oh, I can't remember now. My brain's not working that that well. Um, and he's he's just at the lowest point in his life, which all adds to Venom and how evil he is when he's on Eddie. But the Tom Hardy versions, it's like, he's just this like guy who's had a bit of a run of bad luck. <laughs> And it, yeah, it's not it's as hard it's look, not not as like... dark. It's like, and also it's just missing Spider-Man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's... but like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Because like, the, the Venom suit looks like a Spider-Man suit because he's been attached to Spider-Man for yeah. so long. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't be web swinging around if he hadn't like, you know, merged with Spider-Man. Like, none of it <laughs> makes sense. And I know this all changed him with like tentacles a bit later on, but like, I'm a fan of like that original Venom, like, you know, that web swings and stuff like that <laughs> i'm interested in the venom storyline i don't know if it's not recent but like uh the one where there was a crawl the the king of uh all like symbiotes king of the symbiotes, king, king of the symbiotes yeah. when you find out like where venom's backstory and like because that's one thing that never like harked on or give you much information on where the symbiote did come from or where like like where the origins were all you knew was it was came from space but then yeah like say that with anything with to do with Marvel and um the kind of beat the dead horse, like as you said, you've had mm-hmm. a Venom Doc Ock, you've had Venom Scorpion, you've had Venom yeah. uh you probably have Venom Dog or Venom Cat now and stuff like that. It's just uh <laughs> got to the point there where was... Sorry, Lauren. There was now I was gonna say there was a story arc, story like mini series, mini mm-hmm. event where they had just like venomized like there was yeah. loads of different I have a lot oh, of characters. Funkos that are venomized. Yeah. There was there was a symbiote bomb. Uh someone dropped a symbiote bomb in the city and it affected like um <laughs> like Iron Man and Doc Ark and like all these people. They they uh, often the fall back on this on video games as well when they're like, yeah. Oh, we need like fodder enemies. Um I guess the symbiotes got loose in the city. <laughs> right. But like isn't the is the name I think in the original comics, like Eddie Brock's like, you know, what can I call myself? Everyone says I'm like a crappy tabloid writer. <laughs> the venom on the pages and stuff like that. And like, but I don't know if they've retconned it now to be like, no, my name is Venom and I am from the planet Symbiote or whatever. And this is my friend Carnage. We don't get along. <laughs> like, I can't remember. They changed yeah, it so many times, but um, the original. They'd have to really, would like, they? Yeah. Like, say, if you go back to the original. Actually, yeah. one of my favorite story runs when it comes to Spider-Man, and again, I'm not going to shit on Spider-Man because I love the Amazing Spider-Man early runs, but that comic is hard to read now um, due to how shit the writing is. But yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of writing. It's got like too much writing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yes, so very good pick there, Lee. So go awesome. with we'll go with Sammy. I don't want to leave it till last because she always complains that she gets missed out. We'll, we'll go with Sammy next. <laughs> On all people just have the same list as us. <coughs> Jake. Um, <laughs> I am gonna get um I'm gonna get this one out the way with. Mm-hmm. Um I have I I love this character in comic book form and in movie form. I'll die on a hill for him but I will die on the hill for this the comic book run that made me fall in love with him now that's how I've chosen my characters tonight I've had to go back and think of everything that I've read 
to where I felt something. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm basing everything on is just Mm -hmm. my pure emotion of how I felt after I felt reading either just an issue or a full on series. My first pick is Captain America. Good old Cap. When you you knew it was coming. Yeah. Of course it would. Um, (laughs) Yes. That's why I got him out first. (laughs) You can't argue with it. But it was Ed Burbanker's Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. that made me completely fall in love with this character. Um, I'm not going to lie, that transcended over into the movies. I have loved every part of Captain America's journey throughout the MCU. Um, and I try to dip in as much as I can with how overwhelming Marvel can be um, <laughs> over yeah. the years afterwards um, to try and keep on top of things. I got the run of leading into Sam Wilson's Captain mm-hmm. America yeah. and that it was like kind of the end of mm-hmm. Cap leading into this new Captain America. And I remember going to pick up that first issue of, I've still got it somewhere, of Sam Wilson mm-hmm. becoming Captain America. And I bawled at the front cover yeah. just because I'd been with it, like leading up to it. Um, but it is Steve Rogers' Captain America mm-hmm. that has my heart completely. I'll, I'll just break your heart as well just by saying two words. Heal Hydra. <laughs> I remember oh, that, that issue. Was a trick. Is, it, is it controversial to say I actually kind of liked? Me too. I wanted that. it to be. I wanted it to continue. I wanted it to be true. I wanted him to have, to have switched sides just to get yeah. a different glimpse of him. I remember the shit storm. Shit oh, storm it was that horrific. came. It was so bad. People, people were so horrific, but I. Don't... It's a ballsy if move. You, you actually, it's a very it ballsy very move. It's very ballsy. But if you read it, it was actually quite well done. It was quite yeah. well crafted. Yeah. The storyline. Yeah. And I'm going to be kind of a bit controversial. People, thanks probably because of the MCU, people confuse Hydra with Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're very quite separate in the comics yeah like they've got very very muddy in the movies so i completely understand why people well like say the because the, the, the but... hydra was never like it was part of the nazis but it was a separate thing run by the bread skull so it yeah. was never the nazi party that was like yeah. a means to the end for hydra to be formed and then hydra yeah it was continued. basically their cash cow and yeah. it but so i can I completely see why but yeah it was never about Oh, it's really good and there was that the, the story where it was like the false flashbacks to like the false childhood mm-hmm. that steve had yeah they were really well it's they they had the weird hydra hogwarts yeah. <laughs> the yes. weird hydra hogwarts and oh god yeah. um zemo as his weird little draco malfoy <laughs> i mean it's hilarious it's, <laughs> it's been a day since i've read winter soldier and i have tried to find the ed burbankers omnibus of the winter soldier and it is so fucking expensive yeah like very expensive yeah. but i've tried i try every so often maybe every six months i'll go and have a look on ebay or on somewhere <laughs> just to see if anyone's selling it and they are not because it is something i would love for me collection and um, it's one of my favorites i do remember reading the run of them with devil dinosaur as well I don't know if I'm, I'm making that up or not um... but i'm sure like 2016 maybe I, I could yes. be completely making that up. Was that was, like, was that was that was that um the Secret Wars Planet Hawk? Yes, it was. Yeah, That's why I yes. have I have a print from the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to know the artist a little bit who was on that planet Planet Hawk 
Mm-hmm. Was it Planet, like the Cap Planet Hulk where he was? Like, it was. It was. It was like Baron. I just remember Baron Wastelands, but I yeah. had to read because I worked at a, another nerdy place at the time, and I think it was Nerdfest, Nerdfeed, Nerdfeed. That's what they were called. Um, and I did a full run reviews of every mm-hmm. single Secret Wars mm-hmm. issue. Every I. I I knocked myself up for failure on that one. Yeah, I was tried, exhausted by the I end. I tried to keep up with it for work. I couldn't. I, I did my best, though. <laughs> one but thing, yeah, I Cap- will always agree with Captain America. I might not... like. It's one of the things, like, it's it's hard to relate because he's too much of a Boy Scout, almost like Superman, but his origin story is always done... Like, if it's done in the comics, it was done in the movies. It is the best origin story mm-hmm. yeah. that comics have done to date yeah i totally yeah. agree with you um i loved him in civil war and mm-hmm. um, comic book civil war mm-hmm. i was very much on the side of cap and it, i was trying i went into it saying i'm not going to be biased i love captain america <laughs> i'm going to try and look at this from two perspectives there, and was, I a, could... there was a right and wrong i just wanted to go in and with an open mind jay um <laughs> i just, just love the fact that punisher was like i'm with cap because i've always respected captain america yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the punish- cap yeah, if, you, if you think about it though punisher's a vet like yeah. to him like, captain america is more than just somebody who's on superior team with them captain mm-hmm. america is like an iconic military soldier. legend mm-hmm. yeah he's a soldier he is the soldier and yeah. the, the reason almost... he is captain america is because of his heart mm-hmm. not because of like how strong or yeah. well oh, definitely. he's still a skinny kid from um mm-hmm. from brooklyn who jumped on the that grenade yeah. If I remember yeah. right, like he's not nice to Punisher, but no. Punisher's like, I no. don't care anyway. I think he no. kicks him out, doesn't he? Of like uh, yeah. the side group. <laughs> yeah, he kicks him out in the end because he's just he's having like, enough I don't of care. his <laughs> <Met No>. <laughs> I'm happy. Doesn't. My but... other sorry, it's just that reminds me of my other favorite interaction with Punisher is the one where he meets Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> and they're like they're comparing guns. Sorry. <laughs> I can just imagine that kind of interaction. <laughs> it, 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 original sin. Sorry. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Lee? I was just going to say, um, I don't even think the fact that he's a super soldier is his greatest power. Mm-hmm. Um, his greatest power is is his power of will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he doesn't give up, and I think that is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, in a world where everyone has all these ridiculous powers, where they can turn into spiders or yeah, like read people's minds and things like that, he just doesn't give up, no matter what the odds are. Um, in the comics and the films, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's his best trait because he can do it all day. That's what, that's what made me. Oh, I knew she wanted to And he's got America's ass. <laughs> um, yes. That's wanted... what made me fall in love with him as well. Infinity War. Like uh, I've said it before, but just when he walks up to Thanos and punches him in the face, it's like, like Lee was saying, like by our standards, he's incredibly powerful, but by Marvel hero standards, he's kind of middle yeah. of the pack. Yeah, um, no, he on, is. Uh-huh. On physical power level. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just that he would just go and punch him just because it's like mm-hmm. the right thing to do because Thanos a... deserved a punch in that moment. It's when he, it's when he, ti- it's when he tightens his, his shield up. If we're he's talking broken. about the movie side, he's, he's just a shield. completely broken person, hmm. but it, and he's physically mentally drained and he yeah. still manages to stand up and tighten his mm-hmm. broken shield and mm-hmm. still ready to go he's still and then and then that moment that moment <laughs> that breaks goosebumps. me oh. it and tingles just yeah. off you saying that it's just it's that it's that on your left 
and yeah. the, the, the tea is <laughs> it, it, he doesn't even have to see it it's just the crackling yeah. of the, his friend as he, he's there just that crackling and then all of a sudden you just hear him and then T'Challa's the first one to step out and I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> a um, broken mess yeah especially since that that scene if you watch it now just takes on a whole new emotional level as well Definitely. massively so, so, so yeah captain america so jake your first pick yeah but that's a pretty good segue because my rotating fifth slot that finally landed is thanos <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, specifically, oh, specifically comic book I'm, I'm not that much of a movie thanos fan um so yes, you're, you're, you're the, you're the but you agree fan. with them. You're, like, you're, you're one that fan because in the comics it wasn't over balance. It yeah. was because he was trying to show off to a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Thanos the Mad Titan himself. I guess what is he like? A there was a race of people who lived on Titan. One of uh, was Saturn, Jupiter's moons or something. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, it's been a long time since I've read Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's your classic, like you know, thinks he's better than everyone, like scientists being like, I've foreseen the destruction of all the world, like type of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's um, like Paul was saying in the in the comics, he like. What I like about him is that he's like a a completely self defeating villain. Like mm-hmm. he's he's like he can't be he's not satisfied because in infinity gauntlet he basically wins Mm -hmm. and even that's not enough for him he has like everything in the universe and because he's courting the actual manifestation of death (laughs) herself yes um, and she won't notice him even after he's done all of that and taken over the entire universe like murdered the celestials Mm -hmm. (laughs) bodies um he just it falls apart for him because he he's just too i don't know what it is it's like misplaced pride <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah i th- i love that more than anything that happened in the movies because like his plan didn't make sense the de- like like deleting half people to make the resources last longer or whatever we're talking about yeah um, but i also balance. like him i also do like is like because he's like a big brawler type also he can mm-hmm. do both he can be your guy on a throne making plans or he can be down there like you know fighting people at and if we're <laughs> going to talk about thanos in the comics we've got a name he's his best thing that he ever had in the comics the thanos copter he had yeah. his own helicopter <laughs> god <laughs> i did not yeah. know that is that from yeah. an old black is that from yeah. an old wildcat issue or something oh no it was still in a comic he used to fly about in a thanos copter yeah. <laughs> wow there's a part in like a Guardians comic, I think, where someone shoves a cosmic cube between his legs, and it's like that's a good comic panel right there. He's naked <laughs> for some reason. I think he's been resurrected after Infinity Gauntlet or something like that. <laughs> um, there was a, a Thanos ra- run that came out. I think it was Thanos be- Quest, was it? Oh, I'm, was oh, I'm not sure. That. It was. It was just called Thanos. Uh, Lauren will probably yeah. know better than me. Um, it was where. He's basically going back through it. He, he kills uh, Ebony Moore, um, or not Ebony Moore. One of the one of the. Uh... Oh, this is fairly recent, wasn't it? This yeah. Is like the past five years. Oh, okay. um, I haven't it, checked that out. It was one way he uh, destroys um, the Silver Surfer. He kills the Silver Surfer, and oh, leave him alone. <laughs> it was the first appearance of um, uh, the Cosmic Ghost Rider or something. That wasn't it. One of those appearances, um, but it was like going back and seeing the Hulk and the Hulk's son like uh, in the future and stuff like that but it was dark as fuck and 
yeah. really, really quite interesting the the run. Um, but yeah, it, actually, what that's just kind of jogged my memory. But like, if you get a chance, because obviously everyone's probably read some part of Infinity Gauntlet, but like previous to that, there was Thanos Quest where it was him getting the stones because Infinity Gauntlet kind of dropped just got it. in mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Um, but he did basically go around the universe and like best each of the holders of the stones, whether it was in like a, a trick of the mind like mm-hmm. or a contest type of thing. And um, you obviously get a lot of nice visuals of him like standing on like crazy purple mountains, like just talking <laughs> into the ether with like swirly planets behind him. Um, I just love all that because he's like, he can be like Shakespearean, but down, right down to it, he's just kind of an asshole. Yeah, very much so. Sorry. I was going to say, with, with, as with most villains and stuff like that, some of them have like a good, decent backstory or reasons why they're assholes. But I think with Thanos, he's just a dick. Yeah. yeah. He has I, reasons, yeah. but the bad reasons, but you can't, he's too Uh-oh. powerful to like tell him that. <laughs> I think it's quite relatable as well. It's just some average guy trying to get out the friend zone <laughs> <laughs> and failing horribly. <laughs> Terribly. I was just going to say, I think some of the air artwork in Infinity Gauntlet is some of the best I've ever seen. Like it is oh, absolutely yeah, cool. beautiful. Mm-hmm. If anyone, wants to read it on it or hasn't read it please it is it's nothing like the movies when you think about Ooh, that no. side of it no like no art, don't no because Adam Warlock's in it <laughs> and Nebula's the bad know. guy in the comics as well so <laughs> yeah she's not she's not not very good I mean she's very uh very very different looking Nebula but yeah um but yeah I think it, it was it was one that I always ended I would put off for so long Mm-hmm. And I, I get quite intimidated by all these style comics where it's like the writing's yeah. so small and it's all crammed in together. And I'm like, my eyes can't like take in half the stuff. The cosmic um, stuff is notoriously it, like hard to. Oh, there were on some fucking class yeah. drugs back then for some oh, of the hard work and Absolutely. <laughs> some of the. Oh, like, definitely. But yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. Like, say, the first like bad Jake. guy has appeared and I uh, knew Jake wouldn't yeah. let us down. Also, like, he's just got, he's, like, going back to the Venom, he's got style, like, his giant golden suit with, like, spikes yeah. everywhere. I'm like, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he can really make purple and gold look amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yes. He's got style. So, gold uh, combo. Yeah. So, I'm going to follow Thanos. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so going back to what I said before we start like picking the top fives, with this, um, with one character in particular, I'll go with him first. Um, I didn't pick him overall because if I said overall, like literally pretty much I think it'll be on most of our lists. I've went mm. for a very specific version of this character just because okay. oh, I like this, that. just okay. because this comic book or four 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 uh, four book special was and is my top tier comic that I've ever read. And it was the one that made us absolutely just fall in love with this character, not because of his strength, but because of his weaknesses in this comic. Mm. And again, I know I've read this speech before, and I'll read it again. So, and Mm -hmm. it's just one of the most iconic speeches, like monologues in comics because of who it's said to. And what it meant as well so i'll read it so i want you to remember clark in all the years to come in in our most private moments i want you to remember my hand at your throat i want you to remember the one man who beat you so my version is batman but not just any batman the frank miller's dark knight returns 
yes that's interesting i hate this yes and i love the fact that you like kind of like it's not just batman overall it's like this specific batman like oh i love that because this is the broken bat this is not batman in his prime this is not batman beating villains easily he he actually (laughs) is defeated like in a fight initially with um the the mutant leader as well and it's it's, he's kind of like embarrassed this is um like see i think he's 55 or 56 in in the comic is but but i remember when i first picked it up and he's an old man by the way i was like jesus and he's like 55 or something yeah (laughs) and it's just such an interesting take like how just basically how much he's changed how like at, at this point he's given up being the bat and but he's drawn back into it because gotham has become such a mess and how like say a clark uh, suitman has become a bit of a like a, a boy scout to the president doing like like missions and stuff on the whims of a president rather than the whims of of his thing of his own and even to the end and again spoilers if you haven't read this comic batman's always got a plan Batman's always got it figured out. He always knows how to win, but not in the way that you would always think. So the way he he, he wins, he's having his final uh, battle with Superman in Crime Alley, where his parents died, and Batman's won. Batman's beaten Superman because uh, little help from the Green Arrow shooting uh, a, a kryptonite dart into Superman to weaken him. And... Batman isn't taken down by anyone. He's taken down by a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his it's own, so well... His own body given... Him... Oh, my gosh. And that's what yeah. you think, because at the funeral, Superman's there, and he gives a wink to... Uh, I can't remember the sidekick's name now, because my brain's just one thing. Uh, um, Kelly? Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah. Ca- Cassie? Is it Cassie? Ca- oh, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie, that's Carrie. Carrie's a future one. Yeah, because he hears Batman's heartbeat... Uh, Batman basically took a drug to fake his own death, and you see at the end Batman, the Green Arrow, and a few of his little uh, gang members that he brought along the way uh, running off to to fight crime their own way. And I just thought, <clears throat> as a story, as a Batman story, it's so mm-hmm. perfectly well t- told, just simply because it shows every facet, every vulnerability. It's not showing Batman as this big. Uh, scary badass person as he's been it's yeah. basically showing him how to think and out 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 play out play a game of chess against the people then like moving the board and like frank miller as well i know he gets a lot of shit for some of the stuff he does but his storytelling in the batman ones again that made me love the character more mm-hmm. than i've ever thought yeah i totally get that I, it's been a long time since i've read it um but when I went on my Batman run not long ago, that was one of the ones I was like, I must get back and read that at some point. Because my memory's shocking. I can't remember half <laughs> the shit I've read. Same. Yes. I think, like, I, when I said, like, I hate this Batman, I wasn't just, like, trying to poo-poo on your favourite comic. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> like, I honestly could not, like, jive with this book, like, whatsoever. Like, I think I've read, like, the two parts maybe, like, three times, like, trying to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just too like ugly and gritty or something, and that's mm. like not what what I was looking Art, for. The artwork's but... hard to get your head around because yeah. it's it's very stylized in a way that it's meant to be yeah. uncompromising and make you feel a bit yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe yeah, just um, 
I'm more hopeful that Batman wouldn't stoop to those levels. <laughs> um, and I don't think he like. I I prefer him to be Clark's friend. I know, like you know, there's the whole weird stuff with like Lex and and Superman, where he's, you know, getting weird and stuff with the politicians. But like, yeah, like I don't know. Like I think I like a more hopeful Batman, and that seemed like almost like virgin on nihilistic and stuff. And doesn't he like kill the Joker in the in like the asylum or something at some part? Or Joker breaks his own neck or something weird like that when he meets him. I can't remember now, but I I know um, (laughs) like it starts off because Gordon killed a seventeen-year-old, I think, by accident. So that's where it brings uh, brings Batman out out of the the out of the shadows and stuff as well. But um, again, I've not read it in a while, but I know like when it comes to like books that touches and not in that way, uh, Lee, don't get excited. Um, (laughs) That that one. Again, it just absolutely smashes us every time. Oh, that's good. Cool. No, I'm glad to hear like in a, a perspective because I think I, I basically just read it on my own because obviously mm. loads of people uh, recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like future Batman, I think maybe I'd seen Batman Beyond first, so I might be colored a bit by like <laughs> that's not what he does. He trains for <laughs> no, no, Guinness. <laughs> that's a very uh, like a fluffy version of it, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, so that's my first oh. pick. Cool. Good good first choices, strong yeah. first choices. Let's so go to round two. So Lauren, is it another X-Men pick now? Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to go off on a little tangent to the original superhero, the very first, the very first one who could fly, Namor the Submariner. Ah, before nice. Superman, which is a very little unknown, little known fact, but... With his little wing feet. Yeah, Yeah, Superman used to leap tall buildings in a single bound. (laughs) With his little ankle wings, Namor could. Technically, it is an X Men character. So he was. Kind of. But he was, before that, he was in his own right a hero. He has tangled with Captain America. He has been part of Cap's team in World War II. Mm then when they they kind of they did obviously the pre before marvel was marvel mm-hmm. they did the wartime books and he was on cap's team then and then when the 70s they did the invaders mm-hmm. which is a little retcon team that they set up which i love this team <laughs> it's <laughs> it's such a weird little team but it's captain america bucky no more um it is the original human torch <laughs> and then there's like a rotating <laughs> The Toro, who was Torch's little sidekick, and then had the, these rotating members of like they'd have like different characters come in. It was like um, Union Jack, um, Spitfire. It was the Wizard, Miss America, those kind of characters. Very cheesy, very funny. But what I have liked for so long about the Submariner is he's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he is a fucking prick. Wow, Lauren's <laughs> checking the big guns out there. <laughs> He is. He's a prick, but that's why I love him. He he's just like, but he doesn't. He's a dick, but he's doing it in the defense of his people and his kingdom. Yeah, it's always to do with his people. Anything like, that's he's he's kind of like Doom in the sense that Doom is a bit of a dictator over Latveria, but mm-hmm. he genuinely treats his peasants quite well. 
these yeah. peasants. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They are. They are the serfs. But is, you know, they've got food. Is the ultimate Tory? <laughs> no, they've got food education and healthcare. He's not a Tory. <laughs> Do missiles for all. <laughs> Do bots for all. But it's very similar to Namor and his people. He looks after his people. He's mm-hmm. trying to. And it's quite forward thinking in the sense that he's been defending the oceans for decades. Yeah. Given what we as humanity are doing to the real oceans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he is, he's just like, well, if you're going to like throw shit in the sea, you're going to bomb the sea, you're going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do it back. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is, that, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting how he has kind of cycled around so much of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. He's gone through so many different kind of like different teams, different groups. He's been a hero. He's been a villain. You know, he has been chasing C. Richards for decades. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh my! <laughs> I... I mean, hmm. no more. Reed Richards. <laughs> well, tiny know. pants. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's just like. To be okay. fair, though, Reed can stretch in places where no man else can stretch. In. Exactly. <laughs> I know who I'm choosing. I'm going to go all broody on you here and start talking about like superhero uh, penises and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, the, the only... only got two, though. Just going to put that out there. Ah, yes, I did hear that well, rumor. Yes, the only, um, the only name or I think I've um, seen like in the in comics only is like. When he's shown up in the Illuminati, like the yeah. you know the, yeah. the shadow cabal um, of Marvel big brains that, that tries yeah. to like run the world, basically, um, it's specifically like Planet Hulk. Like he's on he's on that sort of decision mm-hmm. council. Yeah. Um, the the decision to shoot the Hulk into the sun because he's too dangerous, <laughs> which is very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if he agreed though. I feel, I get a feeling Black Panther was the only one who was like. No, this is a bad idea. He would have totally been like, "Yeah, sure, do it." <laughs> yeah, just go you ahead. You put him at the bottom of the ocean. He would be someone else's problem. <laughs> he was always a character who was like Doctor Strange for years, just appeared mm-hmm. in issues and runs. Just yeah. like he never had his own. He just mm. appeared, and Nimrod for me was like that. He just appeared, he was just there, and then he was gone. So I didn't really yeah. get to know him a lot. I did write an article about him years ago, so I had to do a lot of research on him. And I did find these characteristics incredibly interesting, mm. but obviously not enough to where I picked up yeah. anything to do with oh, him. He's had like several random, like minis, like his own little solo series, and he was in The Defenders. And yeah. he has had a very, I think it's the fact that he has, he proceeds almost every other marvel character mm-hmm. he is marvel before marvel yeah but yeah, he's he still was. here he's still around and you know and he's now only... we've got him on the cinema yeah. screen and yeah. they did make a massive change in many aspects but i think he was still the character i knew at the core yeah the right. characteristics of him absolutely yeah. but the look i was looking more of I was I was hoping, sorry, more for the imagery that I'd seen in the days. Uh, 
Yes. Little pants, hard little widow's pants. peak. Yes. Sammy's yes. all about the little pants. That's her. exactly. I'm <laughs> not. I, I can't deny it. That's that's the, that was the look. I thought we. But don't get us wrong. We I had... thought the character that we got in Black Panther two was absolutely fantastic. I yeah, thoroughly felt, enjoyed. It felt like a young name yeah. to me. Like you know, like he's got room to grow. He said <laughs> yeah. Imperius Rex. I was just like when that happened. Like, you said it. He said it. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, listened, I was just like. Well, I, I love when you when when something you're doing you can nerd out like pr- proper and actually it might not be that everyone in that room gets yeah. that but it's just yeah. like kind of little thing for yourself there. Yeah, I witnessed that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Always, but yes, very good second picks. So Lee, um, he's looking right, very, yes, um, very, very studious in there. Like I know you you're taking in. this very seriously, Lee. <laughs> I'm just listen, um. Me, I am a bit nervous about my next pick because I know it's oh. one of Paul's favorite characters, and um, I'm not so anyway, don't worry. <laughs> you know, uh, so this character came out in 1991 uh, as a video game character, but it had a comic book released alongside it, which then developed into a series of comic books. Um, he's blue. He's fast. <laughs> He's a bastard. It's <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's so cool. That's Lee, what a way to take us away from superheroes. Yeah, um, yeah well... like I said earlier on, there wasn't <laughs> many comic books in the newsagents that I lived near. Um, but every fortnight, there was something called Sonic the Comic. Oh, yeah. Um, Amazing title. Whoever wrote cute. that, whoever sat <laughs> yeah. in that right room and went, Sonic, yeah, I love it. And as far as I'm concerned, like, 1991 to like 1993 or something was Sonic's time. He that fucking was... dominated. Let's be yeah. honest. Sorry, Jake. I know. No, no. Honestly, your, your team Mario, but, but... I think Sonic did take over for a while. No, but I had that exact. <laughs> I had that exact same experience though. Where, like going into the the local shop and being like, "Hang on a sec, that's Super Sonic on the shelf. I want to. I want to read that. Why is he? <laughs> why is he all spiky and looking evil?" It was something to do with he got thrown down a well that had chaos emerald energy, and then he came out <laughs> evil and tried to kill Amy. Like there were serious comics. It wasn't like you know laughy fun time like the cartoons at the time. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, I, I remember amazing. the car- um, I remember the cartoon was fun. I I never read the comics. I'll be honest. I no, did I, like I, 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 I did like Sonic until it's um it's Archie then. comics I think <laughs> at the moment. The of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It transitioned it into Archie comics, so it was like. They took the brand at some point and continued the story. Generally, didn't know. I've learned something new today because I did not yeah. know that. But, but to be playing a game like back then, it was just this is the good guy, this is the bad guy, and you just them go through and <laughs> defeat <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. Free the animals that Doctor Robotnik's been mean to. Um, I never knew there was a comic. I'll be honest; that one obviously wow. did pass me by. But well, as we know, I'm not the biggest fan of Sonic, so yeah. <laughs> but no, the comic—it just like kind of gave you a backstory about everything, um, how these characters developed. Hmm. Um, it was Doctor Robotnik, which used to be Doctor Kinderbore, which is Robotnik backwards. Yeah. But he tripped on a wire in his laboratory whilst holding a rotten egg. <laughs> Used wow. with the egg and became. Eggman. Eggman. Oh, wow. Or Dr. Robotnik. Mind blown. Is that the one where it shows that Sonic was a regular, like, photorealistic hedgehog as well? <laughs> before he yeah, got he was a brown. It was a brown hedgehog, but yeah. he had no. uh, some running shoes. 
given to him by Dr. Kinderball, which were based on Michael Jackson's shoes from either the Bad or the Thriller video. Can't remember which one. See, Sonic's evil. Paul was right. <laughs> is it not Smooth Criminal? Because I'm trying to think of the shoes. Oh, like, we, like oh, shoes. The, the war, like, so, kind so of we've got a Sonic Michael shoes. Jackson crossover. See, I told you it was a wrong one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, I, though. I am loving this league. Keep going. Now, Sonic, Sonic goes um, into nerd chases after kids next, does he? Yeah, but, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> This it's not even past the watershed. <laughs> Demonetized already, so that's fine. <laughs> but, and it, it wasn't just Sonic in the comic as well. Um, so it would go into other things that had been released on the Sega Mega Drive. So there would be like uh, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage. Nice. Uh, so there all of a, these games. There was a Sonic crossover level. with Golden Axe. Oh no! Well, Sonic's oh, not in it, but it would, oh, it would have like a comic oh, strip oh, in. Oh, oh, give me that comic now. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, all these crazy. classic games had their own comic strips, and it's it's just amazing. So Heyman must have started that phase as well, because didn't they, like bring out the uh, the comic to sell the like, uh, yeah? It was figures from and of you would get you would get comics inside some Transformers figures, like three uh -huh. pages or something mm. like that. Yeah. But no, like uh, this was very much like. Sonic was in the news agents. Like I said, eventually transferred to like Archie comics. But it's got like a, you know, like a vast storyline of furry animals that go on adventures, like serious adventures, like, you know, freedom fighter style. Thing. So did Sonic create furries? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Made a big hand. Yeah. That damn hedgehog. Been a lot <laughs> I hate that hedgehog. <laughs> I've never known anyone have so much hatred for a bloody animated Robotnik. character. If you watch the stream, you find out why. I it's, saw it's... I, I saw enough of that stream. And that was uh, for what I saw, I saw enough. I you went what... on scandalously. I think the point I lost it when I was on a, when I booted the desk and my camera fell off as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I yeah, Lisa, did you actually did you actually read a lot of these? Because I, I like oh. the 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 corner shop comic was very much like, oh, I found this mask comic. I will never see one ever again. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of how that's it felt to I me as about, a kid. That's what I heard about like well, magazines and comics in the day was like, if they, they, they could be there one week and not, never ever yeah. ever seen again. Yeah. And the fairly. problem was um, with a lot of UK. News Age comics that were uh, reprinted for the UK market and realized. Okay. Oh, oh, have I oh. lost Lauren? Oh, oh. No. oh Lauren, no, I just finished what I said. Uh, hello, you're breaking up for oh, a bit there, Lauren. Slightly. You broke up. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I did just like voice, but nobody said anything. I just like. Um, do you know what it is because you're frozen your screen's frozen so it oh. looked like to us you were still talking i have to be careful because my my headphones lose its bluetooth sometimes and i like drop off <laughs> well, the chat's convinced that paul is dr robotnik now <laughs> <laughs> i mean you just need some Sorry. goggles and you'll be most of the way there. Oh, I know what I'm getting him for his birthday this year. Yes, <laughs> I think I think Lauren's I, I, I having a few internet connections there, Lauren. I'm here. Uh, it's, it's, you, it's, you keep breaking up, Lauren. Yeah. At all. Okay. I don't know what I can do about it. Sorry. It should settle. <laughs> it'll hopefully settle. Yeah. It'll hopefully settle down. So it'll it'll figure itself out. Yeah. 
Don't worry, Lee, you won't get beaten for that choice. Don't worry. <laughs> no, good. So we won't let him. So up to Sammy now. Oh, me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with my... Oh, my first lady off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I read one of the greatest issues of the New 52 back on New Year's Day. I want to say 2016. And I did not stop until that whole series was finished. And it was Gail Simone's. And it <laughs> is all about my favourite Barbara Gordon. <laughs> I absolutely... Oh, nice. Yes, I love Barbara Gordon. Um, I've loved her as the Oracle. I've loved her as just, you know, just plain old Barbara or Batgirl. I like, I just, but this this series alone, I, I'm not lying when I say I didn't move. I had it all digitally. I was on my laptop from on New Year's Day from like, God, about nine o'clock in the morning till late at night. Mm. I could not physically stop reading until... I was finished. I was in that world. I have never felt so immersed in a comic book in my life. And it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I know the new 52 runner had some of the most beautiful comic book covers as well when it comes to Batgirl, Adam Hughes uh, issues. Like the first like one and a few issues were stunning. Um, But yeah, poor Barbara, she's had a rough ride in the comic world as well. She did. And this, this whole thing was so obviously the effects of what happened in the killing joke still resonates with her mm-hmm. throughout this issue throughout this series and um, but it's all to do with oh god this is how bad my memory is i'm sure it's to do about a brother mm-hmm. um and it's it's a psychological dr- like drama throughout of uh, between a brother a father her trying to get to grips with her own life it was just unreal and to the and for me to it's kind of like when it comes to reading I'm not the greatest you know dyslexic I don't read a lot I can read a lot of biographies because it's I'm nosy and I want to know people's lives mm-hmm. and I can do that quite simply but when it comes to actual stories I struggle a lot and, and I struggle to keep me brain like kind of remembering what it is I've just read and um, but this was it, it it just stuck with us and for me to be able to pick up the different writing styles when Gail Simone left the issue to then for her to come back like I could tell the difference I was like if she hadn't come back I seriously would have stopped at that point if mm-hmm. I knew because I knew she did but if she I knew she hadn't I would have stopped because mm-hmm. I don't think that wasn't my Barbara anymore mm-hmm. she was they weren't writing Barbara the whale gale can yeah. and i just i was like I'm, yeah. I'm i will check out at this point but i thought no she's coming back it's gonna be okay you're gonna get through this <laughs> but barbara is just she's so special to us i remember getting the um the arkham arkham asylum uh, arkham, no arkham knight video game and getting the download content mm-hmm. for barbara i was so excited <laughs> like i was Buzzing. I generally think I took a half day off work just to get that <laughs> when it came out. I, I, think used I, to took, do... I think I took a day off work when the first game came out because I'd played yeah. the demo and I was like, I know I need to play this. <laughs> I need <laughs> to sit to... in the dark room this all is... day. <laughs> this is when I used to like, I took shit very seriously. Like I took a day off holiday when a YouTuber was bringing out a video career <laughs> in the video. Like I took this shit seriously. God, do you um... think people do that for us? 
Go on. I would like to like watch nerds. So. <laughs> I would like we, we have ours all on a night time. This was like being released like nine o'clock during the day, and I was like, I have ah, to watch it. I'm gonna re- release uh, release some five minute content so someone has to take off our You will worship us. <laughs> Sorry. That's, no, it's fine. I was just, I would just remember playing errors, and even though it was I was devastated for the amount of time that I got with her in that video game because it's not a lot. No. I was still very grateful for the time I got to play her. I'm, and I and I'll say it as well. I know this is going to sound like a really sexist comment. Not many people can look as hot as Barbara does oh. in 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 a bad outfit. Like I'll be oh. honest there. All my screensavers was Barbara Gordon in that suit. But this was when she got like the new outfit wasn't it with yes. like the buttons and stuff like a kind of the um the black the black and the gold and the purple yeah yeah she just oh she I, I think I, I definitely read this when it came out because I was like well in a new 52 because I was like I was pretty much the comic fan it was written for like the person who'd never had a, a yeah. in point like you yeah. know presented to them yet um but I think I might have fell off with the writer change but i didn't know at the time it was happening if that makes sense like i wasn't yeah. in on like the internal politics but i, I just fell off probably because the writing mm-hmm. like wasn't as good at some point yeah i just i i, I only know because the whole run was out mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i only knew because i was i was looking for something to read because at the time i i, I consumed so much mm-hmm. i had comic books at my fingertips so if i wanted to read something i could come i could just get it. Know it yeah yeah, yeah but, it but was mine yeah. straight away and that I, was what i did with this one yeah but i even love barbara in uh the like i say the old adam west 1966 version as well like whenever she used to jump on the little bike the bat uh bat <laughs> motorbike and stuff you see her flying about but yeah. um like i i don't think barbara gets as much love as as she probably deserves because she's always been done dirty in the comics like if there's anything bad to happen it's like she's the kick she's the um she's like the rag dog she's the one that they they take the kicking out and they say oh we're gonna punish batman we'll we'll do something to barbara we'll We'll punish jim we can't do anything bad to jim we'll do it to barbara yeah and this is what gail didn't want to do in this series Mm -hmm. was for her to be the punching bag and for her to be the she wanted her to go from victim to hero mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you got with this series um i i i always remember the controversy around the variant cover can anyone remember it yes the smiling one with the wow yes. yeah i remember that and i took that like i it was like it was almost affecting a family member the way yeah. that i kind of reacted to it and um, she is so special to us like i have i always try if i if i want to get back into like comic reading i feel like this would be the one that i would go back to just to mm-hmm. get that feeling back again because it was it was a it was a great time in my life i loved it <laughs> lauren might be no more Aww. than me but that variant cover was i always thought it was like a fake that that was never released it was just more like an urban no. legend that never... no, it, no it was it was real but they mm. pulled it Matt, yeah, did it the, happen before or after the Spider-Woman Manara? It was the, it was the Joker's seventieth birthday, yeah, but... <laughs> and a lot of and the, the released a preview yeah. of the variant covers that were going to be for the seventieth birthday, and of all the ones they picked, mm-hmm. they picked, they that, picked one. that one. Yeah, but yeah, that was... and the internet went fucking wild. Yeah, 
it but most of it was turning against the cover like mm-hmm. yeah there was can, can you sorry was, can you like, like describe it because i can't remember it was the joker he had a gun he had his like arm around a right. very frightened looking traumatized looking babs yeah um, I, I, she, I she had like whole, a she, part of the story anyway the, like but she yeah. had a tear going smile. down her, yeah. yeah she yeah. had a tear yeah. going down her face and she looked terrified with him behind her yeah, yeah. it was obviously obviously the implications of what happens in the killing joke as well it was just yeah yeah a, a, a very poor choice for a cover but again it, it was babs it wasn't mm-hmm. one of the robins mm. it wasn't bruce mm-hmm. it was it was, it was bringing perhaps, it was the girl it, it was, was bringing gail simone's argument because like i yeah. was talking before we came on here gail started a massive movement with women in the mm-hmm. refrigerator and mm-hmm. it was all to do with women being the catalyst for males male storylines so if anything was going to happen to progress a male storyline it was going to happen to a female character yeah. mm-hmm. and it kind of like this whole thing and especially with how close gail simone is to barbara gordon it kind of like brought that back again because this movement was massive and this was the early days of the internet where forums were the only way you could communicate with people Mm -hmm. Um, and it was absolutely huge to the point where it made mainstream news Mm -hmm. because she Mm -hmm. went after everyone Mm -hmm. yeah everyone it was kyle kyle rayner the Mm -hmm. woman in the refrigerator green it was a green lantern yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah But it's like yeah. it goes back to like Gwen Stacy and stuff like that, yeah. really. When you uh-huh. when you but think yeah. about yeah. it, yeah. But it was called oh, uh-huh. in the refrigerator because she was actually dead in the refrigerator. Yeah. And it he was like, all, he like and comes it was home, doesn't done, he? Like, yeah. But it was only done to enrage him. the male hero. Mm-hmm. It wasn't done for any other reason. This per it, it was just to enrage them and to progress their storyline. And they were getting sick of women being the target for that kind yeah. of storytelling. So. That all happened, and that was like years and years ago. And then this happens, and it just it brings it full circle, circle. again. And obviously, yeah. what happened with especially Barbara... at the point they were writing Babs the way they were to make yeah. her this powerful young heroine who mm-hmm. she was going through a she was going through her renaissance stage. She yeah. was kind of like she was she evolved she was... from what Gail had brought to mm-hmm. kind of like commercial like they were trying to really push yeah. Barbara into this commercial space and this whole thing just blew up and it just yeah. brought back a lot of a lot of history within the DC mm-hmm. you know family this this variant cover just undermined all of that yeah yeah all that but, progression all that development it's like oh look she's still a victim yeah yes yeah and but to me she's never she'll never be the victim mm-hmm. she is that, my absolute hero that run that run was like iconic as well for like that that's basically became the default like uh like barbara gordon batgirl now yeah, yeah. i think everyone that everyone does use that as the reference point mm-hmm. for yeah. like barbs now so it, it did a well lot right yeah <laughs> yes it's a very good yeah. pick for babs oh and, and i'm very sorry to go on to a whole rant i've i just it was important. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes. I didn't know the full history. Like, I, like I said, I wasn't up on like comics politics. I'd hear bits and pieces, and I know there's a lot of comics politics. There's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. We could do a whole podcast on that. Too, <laughs> <and> <laughs> the show. But yes. So moving on to Jake for his second pick. Hmm. Um. So this one is uh coming right out of the realm of superheroes, but uh, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Oh, right. Wow. Interesting. 
We go on Ver- comic book walking dead. Love yeah, it. not TV show. No, 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 no. no, <laughs> no that's no, not Rick Grimes. Well, the, it is Rick Grimes. We've got the one on bandit show, you see. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, walking Dead was like a massively, it was one of those like comics where I just like consumed it like so fast. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just like Kirkman's writing style or just because it was like so ridiculous with the plot twists, like every like handful of pages to be honest yeah. um but I always it always came back to like like I love like Rick as a character like um obviously there's plenty of other ones you can like glom onto like as the series goes mm-hmm. but um I just really liked his arc um mm-hmm. and it wasn't like an arc where we got to see every single part of his life from start to finish like some of those heroes like he comes in already like you know a policeman but we do get to see his like full arc in like the new world that he wakes up in Mm -hmm. and I think that's really interesting because he gets to like be our eyes and ears into Mm -hmm. this world like as he's like waking up yeah he gets like you know woken up into it he doesn't see it gradually happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but no like it's I just really like that you can tell Robert Kirkman was like this is a, a Rick story Mm-hmm. for like yeah for that part you know like that, that first kind of um but yeah god like just the amount of stuff he has to go through and like the hand chopping off thing like mm-hmm. um i know that i think you told me on the the last comics thing we did that they didn't end up liking that kirkman hated what he did there he didn't like the Aye. fact that he, he debilitated his main star or his Aye. main I character loved it though because it, it me too because yeah. it's the, the whole story behind it as well and especially with like the carnival's yeah um, but it, it happened like so quick and horribly as well yeah. you were just like no yeah. <laughs> you didn't get a chance to like process it before no. it was already like and I done just, i love kirkman's style of writing i like yeah. it's easy breezy following along like Absolutely. there's nothing there is no cleverness of like he's not trying to be an arsehole he's smarty yeah. person and um, he's just trying to tell a story i also love the fact that how he sold it to image comics was yeah it's gonna be a zombie apocalypse and they all just went yeah done it's been done before like that no come on give us something more and he's like okay and there's aliens and he and they had the whole board of image comics believing that there was going to be an alien drop at some point until it got to issue five and he went no there's no aliens (laughs) (laughs) i just love that story from kirkman but i love the walking dead to a certain point and then i lost off but that's the thing. Oh, if, you, yeah. if you walk away from the TV show, if you like to pick up the comic, because as Jake said, the comic wasn't because wasn't the world. It was Rick Grimes' story. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's from like issue one to the end issue where spoilers, he dies. Yeah. Um, that's. God damn it! That... <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, no, <laughs> uh, sorry, it's, 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 it's been out for a while. The comics have been out for a while. It has. It has. <laughs> I got up to issue one hundred. Glenn's Glenn's death caused mm-hmm. me some trauma to where I was like, you know what? I genuinely don't know if I can I can go back here yet. And then, then just time mm-hmm. spiraled and I just never went back. I, to be honest with you, I fell off around, I don't know what it was. I was looking at my comic soldier. It wasn't long after 100. It was like when they were starting all out war or whatever, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. But like, I think the part, obviously like I was, I wasn't like super like media savvy enough to see some of the cheesiness in the walking dead that i see now like you know the whole yeah. thing where he's like we are the walking dead like <laughs> shouting at people yeah. 
like that is cheesy on reflection but when you're like if you're in immersed in the moment you're like oh this is cool like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the real monsters <laughs> but like what my absolute favorite part is um I'm, i can't remember names of settlements or anything but they get to a point like after the prison and stuff where they find this like safe haven community where everyone's like living out normal lives mm-hmm. and i remember there's like a part where they got like they're getting like they have a well they throw a welcome party for them and they're all just like standing around awkwardly at the party and they're just like we can't do this like the the real they all realize at the same time mm-hmm. that they've came too far like yeah they're basically yeah. not like a not society anymore, anymore. It, it was um it was alexander that they went to alexandria yeah is that what, what it was called yeah i think so that yeah, might have been the remember... pre-negan actually that might have been where he oh, came in to that it's just before yeah, yeah it's just before negan it's when the uh, yeah. Um, because obviously in the comic book to the TV series, there's a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, like Carol gov- is like, Carol is not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the governor in she, in the comics is terrifying compared to what he, he was in the t- that uh, that thing no. with the tank. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just an all time great page when you're like, no, like you can't do this. <laughs> These are just regular people with axes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of character changes and a lot of yeah. and, and characters in there that are not mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. in the air thingy and hated watching the tv show with me yeah it was like, a big it, when the whispers came on i was like oh my gosh the whispers and he was like oh i can't kind of do this for you now <laughs> but even even the stuff even just the the base thing with his um oh, say i'm terrible but it's just his friend you know who like you know betrays and tries to get with laurie oh, and stuff yeah. yeah Shane the stuff with that it plays out super quick in the comics like it's not like a two season drawn no, out like you know, multi-volume it's, it's, thing it's over very quickly but it's awesome because it's like your first taste of like oh this story's just gonna go a mile a minute and it's never yeah. gonna stop because that's the first moment you figure out like they're all already infected as well yeah. where you yes. just get back up even if you haven't been bit um yeah no I just like I really liked the the crazy journey he went on, and I it's I, I would always recommend comics like before yeah. TV show, yeah. Um, Especially there's, there's that one because it's, it's it yeah. It, it, that one is just you, you. I read it. I read it after watching a few series of The Walking Dead, and even oh, okay. I kind of like had to like wipe my brain a bit and kind of like you need to just concentrate on this world and not that world. And yeah. when you can do that, then it becomes fucking amazing if you're mm, not sitting yeah. comparing it to the tv show because what you have to always remember that came first but to be fair though the yeah. tv show stopped being the walk and then as someone said in the chat it just started becoming a drama about people and then having zombies yeah. in the background yeah and that's what the comics never ne- never lost off that no. there was always proved that man or the, like, the human element was the most evil part mm-hmm. but the zombies like that fear of the zombies never went away yeah, because yeah, there was yeah. that awesome moment where they realized that they are like capable of taking on like a horde of like 50 and they mm-hmm. kind of all just stand around at the end of the battle and they're like, oh, we actually like did that. Because mm-hmm. obviously they've been like scrambling for so long, but they've eventually like all hardened themselves <laughs> and like <laughs> true yeah, like, zombie warriors. Yeah, <laughs> it was just really it was an interesting take that I'd never seen before. Um and yeah, there's a lot of tragedy in that in that man's life. But honestly, that thing, like, I wasn't too sure how it all ended because I fell off at some point. But mm-hmm. um, the, the I'm sure the original foreword from Kirkman is like, this is Rick Grimes' story. It 
it's beginning with him and it will end with him. So as a show, yeah, I remember something uh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I know the TV show did differently, I think, because probably think, Andrew you know Lincoln what? wanted out. <laughs> if, they, if they if they stuck to if they weren't thinking of longevity and actually thinking yeah. of storytelling, they could have done the Rick Grimes story with Lincoln oh. completely on board and not to the point where he was either absolutely knackered or just sick to shit of playing that character. They could have just done it in six seasons. Six seasons and done. They should have done it. It took them like three Um, to get to the prison, didn't it? Which is like, that's the the first moment in the comics where you're like, all right, this is what the comic's going to be. Like, yeah, it took them way too long. They slowed everything down way too much, including the zombies. Literally, the first episode, the zombies are running after them, climbing fences and everything. Mm-hmm. And then season two comes juice. and, and like, <laughs> yeah. And then they get to the final episode and there's zombies climbing things and they're going, oh my God, I didn't know they could do that. And it's like, did you not watch season one? <laughs> <laughs> no, they clearly didn't. They clearly forgot no, about that. Didn't. Bastards. But yes, uh, good choice. Good Rick choice. Grant. Um, I'm a little bit gutted because I, I, my next pick would have been a good segue from what Sam was talking about with all the political elements and stuff. Okay. Um, so again, I've got a little monologue because I'm, I'm, I'm all full of the monologues today, so don't worry. Um, I'll try and say this, but I'm going to probably screw it up because it is one of the most ridiculous things to ever see. <clears throat> but I love this comic. I, I was obsessed with the character it was based on in, in history as well. So the only uh, the only ver- verdict is vengeance and vendetta held in volative, not in vain, for the value and vicinity of sh- such shall one day vindicate the vigilant of the victorious verily and visorsely and verbally veers most verbose. So let me simply add that it is my very good honour to meet you and you may call me V. So V from Vendetta. That was a bloody tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) This character in the comics, like I was in love with the story of Guy Fawkes as a kid Mm -hmm. and I loved the idea of basically uh, again, might be uh, a little bit of, like the rebellion inside of us of how mm-hmm. people can overthrow the government and show the government that they're not the ones in charge, that we're the people and they should be serving the people. And yeah. I think this was based in the 80s very much of the time yeah. and we are very much of the time now. And if Absolutely. We're in the same time, yes. same government. And if anyone wants to get angry or feel like this isn't what's happening read this comic and it will fill you with so much dread it and like <laughs> basically what? predicted the future yeah it's no, fucking we, terrifying it's not it's not it's it's because under the same under the same leadership nothing yeah. will change if you read That's the true. introduction from alan moore on v for vendetta he sets the scene of where he's at when he's writing it and he tells you about the Thatcher government yeah. and where they are, that she, I hate this, that she was ready to make concentration camps for the gears. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the kind of world he was in when he was writing this. And it it's always stuck with me, that introduction, because there's some elements in there that we would never have now mm-hmm. just because of the times that we're in. But there is a lot that's in there that is still prevalent today. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. And it's a book you read and you realize how angry the people were who wrote this book as well. There's yeah. just full of passion, full. 
but that like leaving the comic aside and like I say that's me political rant out of the way but the character of V is such a vaudevillian villain like I don't mm-hmm. even think you would call him a villain he's like an anti-hero he's yeah. everything that you yeah. want a swashbuckling hero to be his look is the most iconic like for a non-big like DC or Marvel yeah. comic um mm-hmm. It transcends a lot of things. Like I say, it's been taken over by so many different activist groups and uh, yeah. as such. Yeah. And the message like, is strong as well. Those kids probably don't even know where that mask came from. No. Like, they've got no idea. Like, we used oh, to sell it. We used to sell it, and people just call it the anonymous mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would make me ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, You've got to use the original source material. But you mean but I the reckon... Vendetta mask? Yeah, but isn't um... that, like, part of the story? Like, it's, like, a, it's he's supposed to, he wants yeah. to be a symbol. Like, yeah. that's, like, yeah. it's coming. It's, call like, you say, it's, like, in real life. <laughs> actually <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> Obviously, thinking about it like that, it didn't bother me so much about the time it it super bothered me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love the fact that you described him as a vaudevillian kind mm-hmm. of style character because that is exactly what he's like. He's mm-hmm. so theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it, it's fine. It's it's amazing. It's kind of inspiring just yeah. to like you want to be as clever and as as suave and charming and you know fast talking is what he is and to not like you need someone who's gonna do like the dirty jobs and talk you know like you need that he's like all of the parts Mm -hmm. of like a rebellion in one Mm -hmm. like you know he can fight he can talk you know he can you know like rise (laughs) yeah no but like just for iconic look and like take away like even i know a lot of the the shit film gets a lot of shit but the film's not as bad as people make out yeah like, except from natalie portman's uh dick van dyke impressions but again oh yeah governor <laughs> but, but it's got stephen fryan who's absolutely brilliant in this movie yeah um but if you go back and read the comic like the character is so rounded for mm-hmm. what he does as well like you love this character you hate the character you fall head over heels and like you join the revolution through his eyes as well um mm-hmm. it's inspiring and, and it's one of the most mm-hmm. inspiring comics i've ever wrote i'm growing the beard there like see, I'm, <laughs> I'm going for no, the wall i don't post. i don't hate the movie i think it's important to remember when it was made mm. oh yeah like i think if it was made now they would probably make it a HBO Max mini rather mm-hmm. than a movie. Yeah. And I think they would definitely cut to those like darker elements. Mm-hmm. Like at the, at the start of the comic, Evie's basically out soliciting herself. Yeah. She's out trying to earn money by being a prostitute. Mm-hmm. But she falls foul of the, the, the inspectors, the, um, mm-hmm. God, what they're called, the, poli- the, the police guys. Uh, there were, they're not, they're not police, but they're like kind of like, like street wardens. Yes, I think the wardens. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah that, 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 and like, she, you know, she's just a poor kid. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's trying to earn money, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just like the it, the desperation of her is clear from that moment. Like mm-hmm. the situation she then has to put herself in through, it's traumatic, but it's very much what a lot of women have done throughout society who don't have much money who don't have much resource who still do that Mm -hmm. and it's very relevant and Mm -hmm. alan moore can make some questionable choices 
sometimes in writing female characters. Yes. <laughs> but I think this is one of yes. his more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think this is where he took shit seriously because yeah. in um, Lost Girls, doesn't take it fucking seriously <laughs> at all. Um, no. But in this, he, yeah, he very much, he, he couldn't not with the mm-hmm. topic that's at hand. He yeah. couldn't, he, he couldn't not. This mm-hmm. is why he's I think Lost he, Girls he, got made. It was like his yeah. release. <laughs> it was certainly a release of something. And yeah. it uh... was banned at several points <laughs> because it's basically child pornography. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lost Girls is awful. Yeah. yeah. Never looked into it. Probably never will. Drag that so. off the recommend. Yeah, um, <laughs> you might get yourself on a watch list if you're current. But... Lee, <laughs> Lee, don't. don't. <laughs> Let me see your hands, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. I'll be watching. Oh dear! Oh dear! So yeah, so that was that was my awesome, uh, awesome. V for Ben. Awesome there cool. is some fucking strong picks in this mind. I'm impressed. Oh. I didn't think I'd get all political in some of them, like, yeah. but yeah, let's go for round three. Cool, uh-huh. Lauren. Okay, I'm just going to say my list, <laughs> my list. My list has been changing. It keeps on changing. <laughs> I've done it three times while we've been talking. But, um. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead to one at the end of my list. Again, it's somebody who's been a bit of a villain. He has had moments as a hero at points. But he is the original X-Men villain. Mm-hmm. He is the master of magnetism, Magneto. Oh. He I, was has... hope, I was hoping you were going to bring an X-Men in because I, I remembered I've got this because you said original artwork. So this is a Mike Diapio Jr. Ooh. Uh, original artwork oh, that I was given nice. from the X-Men comics. I like that. But yes. Oh, that that's is really special. Yes. Was given as a present by uh, one of Nick's family members, but yes, I just remembered I had nice. that. Sorry, but yeah, sorry to jump in there. <laughs> but Magneto, not, yeah, I love Magneto. He has sticky because fingers. at first, yeah, <laughs> first in the comic books, due to the Comic Code Authority, villains could not be portrayed in a sympathetic light. Mm-hmm. They had to oh, okay. just be villains. They couldn't mm-hmm. have some kind of like reason reason or they ju- they just had to be bad they, they you couldn't have some kind of little tinge of sympathetic like you know they were doing it because the mom was sick and they needed money kind of thing mm-hmm. they were just doing it because they were bad people yes scientists gone com- wrong yeah but as the comic code authority it we- it waned over time until it was eventually jacked in by several pu- publishers Th- they would bring in developments of characters and our villains and obviously magneto's backstory with although it's probably changed again but this is the villain this is the version i stick to he is the holocaust survivor he Mm -hmm. is that young man who escaped from auschwitz Mm -hmm. with his with magda his wife i think they were they weren't married at that point but you know, he made a desperate escape and he never wanted that kind of thing to happen again. And he saw it coming with the mutants. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. instead of, <laughs> I was going to say, instead of going down the benevolent path of Charles Xavier, mm-hmm. because Charles Xavier is a dick, <laughs> he went down the very kind of like extremist path of 
you know we are better we are evolution we are the future and it it's very interesting how in he was persecuted but then he did really become the persecutor yeah and it's just the, the psychology behind characters like Magneto are just fascinating I yeah because he's very much end. like you're with me or against me type of yeah, thing yeah like, he is comics. but then he's also been like a member of the x-men several times he has joined them he's been with their number and there was a very there was quite a good run it was after schism where there was a big fight post avengers versus x-men where they all had a fight and it was like cyclops took some of the team to the west coast and they live near san francisco was that avengers versus x-men before or after I can't remember. Continuity <laughs> sucks. Where where anyway, was the Phoenix schism. Force at this moment in time? <laughs> yeah, is Jean Grey dead or alive? Schism <laughs> happened. Cyclops took half the team. Wolverine took half the team, and Magneto was with Cyclops's half. And Magneto yeah. and Cyclops had a really interesting dynamic. Like they really worked well together in terms of operation. And Cyclops is leaning more into, you know what? Maybe. Maybe Magneto is right about certain aspects. Maybe but Cyclops is always good at following it. orders. That's the thing. He's he's yeah. never been one with emotions or like big nerd. Yeah. But but there's there's a very not to, to segue too much into Cyclops. There's a very interesting reason for that. Um, Cyclops is very controlled about his emotions because it's tied into his powers. Mm-hmm. Because his powers activated when he was young. When him his family were on like a little airplane. And it was being chased by the Shia, of course. <laughs> and it, it, they were crash landing, and their parents chucked him and his little brother Havoc out with like there's like one parachute, and he got brain damage in the fall. Mm-hmm. And that is why Cyclops can't control his powers mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the brain damage from his young childhood, mm-hmm. and because he can't control his powers, that's kind of like an extension of him being in control emotionally, being in control being straight legs quite uptight mm. it's so he can always maintain that control mm-hmm. and so Cyclops is an honorary mention because he he gets a lot of shit that he does not deserve <laughs> By me. i get that <laughs> i get why people don't like him i get why people don't like him but as a long-term x-men reader there's like yeah. actual reasons mm-hmm. yeah what there's reasons why he's a bit of an uptight jerk yeah like there's, there's reasons am... he's got a stick up there I love the idea. I, I love that. I, I, there's two things I wanted to say. The scene in uh, just to go to the movies because again, I'm not an X Men reader, mm-hmm. but the scene where they show Eric um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, breaking out of the hog, like of the Auschwitz. the concentration camp. Yeah. Oh my good god, that fucking scene is just amazing. I absolutely loved it. But I also love the the comparison. Again, sorry to get on my political soapbox here, but um, the comparison of um magneto and charles xavier being mm-hmm. you know the martin luther king yes, and malcolm absolutely. x with their, their, their ideal their, their their path is the same but the way that they take it is completely mm-hmm. different yeah. and i fucking love that analogy of them too uh, it's uh one thing i remember when i heard it and i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> and this is why i'm always like when people are like oh well why have comics suddenly become political i'm just like They've always, always been. been political. But that's the thing, though, even where Goodwill and, Gra- Goodwill and Graham were talking the, on the Trek podcast, the other thing, it's like people who don't, like, say they like Trek, but then they don't, they, they say they're not big, they, like, they say they don't like homosexuals or they don't like mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, how can you say you like Trek if you 
if you if you're against yeah. them type of views it's it just goes in hand in hand because that yeah like a lot of um <clears throat> movies and stuff skirt around but comics didn't comics got a way mm-hmm. around it because they weren't basically yeah. uh as um as, as <clears throat> yeah that was probably the, best the one. radar in yeah. the sense that yeah. mm-hmm. it was oh it's just comics it's just for kids yes it's very yeah. kind of much like brushed to the side but no, but a lot of people but kids aren't going to understand yeah. that. Look yeah. at the pictures. But look at the colors. To, to go <laughs> back to the <laughs> to go back to the movies, I do think Magneto is one of the characters who does get the stronger mm-hmm. representation. Oh, massively. Ian McKellen as Magneto <gasps> is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It Maybe is perfect. Where moment. he's in that plastic prison, mm-hmm. and yes. he's just like, you got a bit too much iron in your blood today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's that's, fantastic. That's what's perfect about like Magneto. Because like in the comics, he's like he's pretty buff and sexy mm-hmm. for an old yeah. man. But <laughs> you can be like you can do a frail version of him because he yeah. doesn't actually need to do anything like physical. No. <laughs> like he's all no, like no, it's powers. All, yeah. He's all it's mega all level mutant the... powers or whatever. But to be fair, <laughs> he, he does have a good seed as well, because he births yeah. one of the most powerful mutants ever ever came out in Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's that was true. a mistake when you think about it. <laughs> Although, <laughs> no more, they, no they more keep on <laughs> They do, do keep on retconning that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver aren't his children, but I don't yeah. think that's a mistake. haven't they just done um, the death of Scarlet Witch? Yeah, um, and I started are, reading are they it. back to being their kids? I've actually, I think, yeah, because yeah, because he comes at the beginning of the comic is the Scarlet Witch is dead. And then Magneto comes to mourn his child, and oh, guess what? She's not dead. <laughs> of course, they can not. never they can never Wonder. decide if they want it to be magic or mutant powers. And it's yeah. like, can you just it's make a choice, it? please? Because we don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one or the other. I'm not bothered. I'd rather it be magic than mutant, just because of how, how fucking powerful she is. I'd rather it be mutant, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> has, has there been a thing recently where because uh, I've read something about this the other day about Xavier has now basically took the Magneto route. Of just abandoning humanity and going under the side of. of. He always um, does. I, I he's he's often, had yeah. these moments where he's done <laughs> the it throughout. It's, it's like Magneto is that right that even his arch nemesis like goes over to that point. side as well. The mutants have been living on Krakoa for quite a while and sealed off. They can only reach the rest of the world by teleporting gates. But that's going to change with the next event, probably. Yeah. I think the next event's coming soon. But yeah. Yeah. The Magneto, very good pick. The Lee, number three. Right. Um, the next pick. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> uh, I think I think you've got a Judge Dredd uh, badge in your case there. Can I spot that? Yeah, it's there. I am oh, a I am a fan I of did, yeah. I am a fan of of Dredd. Um, can we call the Stallone version Dread? But mm. oh my <laughs> God, yeah, just like, I am the <laughs> no, but he took his mask off. He's never taken yeah. his mask oh, off. Oh <laughs> no, Stallone was not Dread. No. no. Oh, um, see, that's the only incarnation I know. So you're gonna have to educate us. Oh well, yeah, it, me and it, Samuel the Carl Urban version as well. The Carl Urban version is amazing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> okay, I've seen the comics. One. Yeah, uh, the comics run in real time as well. Mm-hmm. So what, what the came out um in I wrote it down somewhere. Two thousand oh, oh, no. well well it was it was set in two thousand and ninety-nine. It came out thirty-eight years ago. Um I know he was thirty-eight year old in the first issue and he's now eighty-four. So however long that is, I mean maths isn't oh, on par right. at the moment. So it's kinda like it's been ongoing in real time. 
Yeah, so every year that passes in real life, a year passes in the comic. So now we've got oh. an 84-year-old Judge Dredd <laughs> running around fighting yeah. villains. So now we have now Stallone if he did Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stallone's only 70, so not, not, I'm not letting you dissing the Stallone that way. He was great in uh, Hulk's He's King. fantastic. Um, I, I love him. But, yeah, let's have a think. Is this... this no, I was going to say this is the first British one that's been mentioned. No, because I mentioned uh, V for Vendetta. Um, 2000 AD, wasn't it? That did the comics? Yes, 2000 AD. Um, one of the most dirty, brutal, just horrible comics you've ever seen. Yeah. Anything that you can <laughs> Anything that you can think of, like any crime, like rape, murder, child molestation, this was in judge dread and okay. it's not a nice thing to read but it is entertaining um the is it the angel family was one of my favorites oh, uh, yeah. uh, with mean uh which was quite comic good in uh in the, the stallone version but um like i see you had characters like judge De- death um and like dread himself was... You know, the four the four judges of the apocalypse. Four judges of the apocalypse. Um, like oh my god, that's Death, amazing! Judge, judge Fear. Um, it sounds awesome. like everyone's like first metal band in like yeah. school, like <laughs> the kind of things you would come up with. <laughs> there has yes. been a few metal bands basically created because of Judge Dread or um, yeah. uh, or the other character that was slayed as well at the time. I think that that was made, but um, I'm I. I read it a little bit when I was younger. One of the Nick's best friends, Heather, her future husband, he has basically the ultimate dread collection. He's got like all issues of the comic. Um, black and white comics like The Walking Dead as well. Very few color issues. There has been a few crossovers as well. You can get Batman versus Judge Dredd. Um, I believe. I, yeah. think, I think there was a spawn I, crossover at one point. I think. I think the Batman thing crossed over into 2000 AD, but then crossed back over into the DC comics. Mm-hmm. So I think Judge Dredd beat him in the 2000 AD comics, and then went over and Batman, Batman beat him beat in him, DC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just so uncompromising. That's the, probably the best word I can what, read. What's the gist of it? Because I literally have only seen the movies, but I still don't really yeah, understand the call what, the, Urban, what the gist the, is. The, the Carl Urban one is as close as you can get. Yeah. It's I basically, really enjoyed that. It's basically in the life of a judge. Yeah, Judge Dredd. What do the it, judges do, though? Like Basically, they are it's like a dystopian, yeah, yeah. dystopian future. Mm-hmm. The world has been annihilated by nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The parts that haven't really got too much radiation have been compacted into mega cities mm-hmm. with oh, mega blocks. And it's like skyscrapers that hold like a hundred thousand people in one building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody's got any work because there's robots have taken everybody's jobs. God. Um, <laughs> and then the judges have been appointed as judge, jury, and executioner to just go out <laughs> wherever they get a call mm-hmm. and just kick ass. I love that job. But some of the <laughs> like, some of the best equipment as well. Like you think Batman gets the best toys, but the Judge Dreads, like the lawgiver, the the gun that is D- DNA recognized to them, and just by as you said, they can fire grenades, rapid fire. Like it literally is, uh, like a, a, if you're a weapons guy, it's basically a wet wet dream like to read <laughs> because it's so like there's there's no chill that's the only best i think it's like yeah when you're reading it it's like the worst possible scenario can happen 
will happen and judge and the judges will deal with it and judge dread is the one who has no empathy and <laughs> no emotion and that's what you expect from your hero and he's yeah. like this is the scenario you fucked up you either die or go to jail and the bad guys some of them are doing it just to survive but the judges don't say it that way so it's it, it is like just the best way I can describe it is just lawless brutality. Yeah. But like, it's how does the, how does the story progress with a a character with no empathy? Is it literally just like a new situation every every issue? Yeah. Or does he have like growth or anything? Characters do, um, do grow a little bit. Like you see, he does start to care to, in some aspects, but then yeah. the ramp up with the villains. So that so he it has goes to from... cut himself back off again. So <laughs> the ramp it up, like I said. Judge Death um, is just basically this like kind of like zombified ghost monster that is Judge, and he's and, and mm-hmm. that's like thing. But when he comes up against the Angel family, like in the comics, like um, it's just them cracking jokes about eating people and stuff like that. Yeah, Sam, there's cannibalism in it as well. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm sure they're named uh, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> but there's even an arc oh, where he goes to work on the moon for a while. <laughs> Like there's a moon colony and he gets sent up there for a year just to <laughs> I'm gonna kill the judge moon. up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he's based on Dirty Harry. Um okay. and they like take some influence from uh, Death Race two thousand, those Frankenstein, mm-hmm. David Carradine's character, which yes, is like yes, leather yes, and yes, he's got yes, like yes. a mm-hmm. he's pretty yes, much got a judge um, So if you've seen Death Proof, it, like the idea I think the idea of that comes to Kirk Russell's character as well as like something in the, oh. yeah. He sounds like the Doom guy as well, like you know yeah. from the video game Doom. <laughs> he sounds yeah. like he's that character also. <laughs> I get the Dirty Harry aspect, and that is literally just going off the Carl Urban look. It's not very the much Stallone one. Yeah, it's very yeah. much a cult following. Like that's probably yeah, the, yeah. it's probably if you think about like uh, cult comic books. Dread is probably up there with one of the yeah. like, biggest. Cults. Oh yeah, but I've seen I've seen it everywhere. I've just mm-hmm. le- like never engaged it's... with it. But yeah, I knew Me it was neither. like I knew the comic company and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've never really engaged with it either. But it is something that people have followed like since their childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's really a comic that people like grow up with and continue yeah. on. Like I know yeah. people who've been buying it year it's been on the pool list for years and years and years and years that's cool i like that and i love the the comic size and the look of the comic isn't yeah. standard it's yeah. it's it's like it's like larger than the normal ones Is it as tall? Well. Yeah. i mean okay so technically that's our standard that's like mm. british comic standard so it's like the size of a oh. vino or a dandy that's quite mm. a normal so it's like a magazine UK size. size yeah and like American comics are like a smaller format, but yeah, that is a, I, um, it is a correct in terms of British format. From one of my oldest friends for my thirtieth birthday, I got a Marvel UK comic book. So when Marvel used to print mm-hmm. in the UK, and I got that from July nineteen eighty three <laughs> for my thirtieth birthday. Um, and it's just it, it's tall, but it's just it's newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's simply nice. just newspaper, but it is one of my prized possessions. Uh, it like year out the year and month I was born, and it's mm-hmm. Marvel, and it's got mm-hmm. Dazzler on the front, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm not even an X Men fan. I fucking love it. <laughs> I have an issue of Captain Britain from mm-hmm. like the week I was born. 
Oh, that's amazing. Really cool. That's a fun idea. Try and get yeah. something from when yeah. you were born. <laughs> I really Lee. love that one, Lee. <laughs> so, Sammy? Oh, me. Yes. Me, 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 me. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to get I'm gonna get it out of the way with, because I think you probably all know she's coming. Um, <laughs> is it Carol, by any chance? Carol. <laughs> is, it, is it named after my mother? Yes. Yes, it is. Hi, Sammy's um, mom. Yes. <laughs> it is my ultimate will always forever be my favorite comic book character not movie character comic book character is carol danvers and it comes from kelly sue DeConnick's run in oh help me out lauren 2015 2014 20 yeah Something uh, yeah in, in a time in a long 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 ago <laughs> yeah 2014 yes. uh -huh. i think i think was this it was like, before was this titled like it's higher further faster it's where okay um the a lot of the tags for the movie came from Kelly Sue because Kelly Sue was a um a consultant. She's actually in the movie as well. You can see her. <laughs> um she was she was actually in, she consulted on the movie as well because her run literally changed the face of Carol Danvers. Um uh, Ms. Marvel, as she was once known, um was your typical leotard wearing superhero, um oh, actually swim costume. To be honest, black, mm -hmm. um, Bolton stripe, big blonde hair, and Kelly Sue went, no, I'm gonna change it. She's gonna get an upgrade. She's going. She's gonna go from Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel. She's I also going to actually wear clothes. She's <laughs> gonna actually have a bit more of a figure, and not just tits, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's gonna have something to it, and she completely revolutionized this character, um, to where. It, it sparked a movement. Yeah. Like definitely. the Carol Corpse became a thing. I was part of it. I was mm -hmm. living in it and I absolutely, I, I never wanted it to end. Um, it was such a great time in comics. It really was. But, it was 2014 as well. Yeah. Was it? Oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, but I think this is around the time me and Lauren yes. became internet friends, was due was to this. Definitely. Comic friends, friends, comics, comics, friends. friends, friends. Comic friends, <laughs> comic friends. I mean, women have women and girls have always read comics since they've been comics. That's no secret. Mm -hmm. But it did become a in the golden age, there were so many comics aimed at girls and women. But somewhere in like I think some I want to say most of the 80s, where everything kind of became a quite big male power fantasy. Yeah. Um, it did become a bit of a boys' club. And it's like, oh, you, you don't, what do you know? You're a girl. You know, what do you know? Kind of thing. And yes. Name three X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so them memes caused me so much yeah. shit in the group. <laughs> yeah, the ones about T-shirts. Like, oh, God. Name three songs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, and with the, the Captain Marvel thing was about the same time that a whole bunch of other female characters were being like refreshed or re-energized like Batgirl for instance Batgirl Barbara Gordon was the yeah. same time and it really kind of helped it helped women who were already in comics yeah like be like yay I see this I can see I can see this I could read this but it also like opened the door for people who didn't realize that it was more than Frank Castle big guns yeah belt pouches and, the, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to read because i've read many punisher runs that i've enjoyed but you don't 
not all not everybody wants to read that and no it, it was felt it felt that we had a seat at the table now yeah especially the way that these characters were were, were being written mm -hmm. it wasn't just about oh they've got a love interest and oh everything's going all tits right. open no no they've got to go and save the world and save time and it wasn't about that i'm not gonna lie i really like being able to like when a family comes in and there's a like a girl in the family or even a boy and they're like oh i want to read you know captain marvel or something it's really nice to be able to show them a book like that where she's not half mm -hmm. naked and she's not got her tits hanging out her ass hanging yeah. out and i can show book. something <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's fine but if i'm, I'm, I'm only joking sorry sorry <laughs> there is kind of a place for cheesecake i'm not gonna say there's not but yeah. when we're trying to there should be different takes for different people different mm -hmm. takes yeah that children can read and understand that oh the girl can see it and be like that's cool she's really powerful but the boy can also read it and see that's cool that's really powerful yeah. and not see a hypersexualized version of a character mm -hmm. yeah or a male totally power agree. fantasy version of a character either because you know the super overly jacked men are just as slightly unhealthy as well so <laughs> Rob <Lashley. laughs> For me, she, yeah. well for me she came at a time when i just started working for nerdfeed and it was male dominated every there was the i think i was the only girl in there um and i just started doing movie reviews and then i moved on to comic book reviews and it was at that time i had me very misfortunate incident at forbidden planet and it was just there was a lot of shit going on where i was like realizing like oh hang on a minute maybe i am a little bit out of my depth here mm -hmm. and you or maybe laura and mm -hmm. recommend or joe actually i'm trying to think of the the guys back in that day <laughs> the triad the, yes um, <laughs> who recommended um a documentary <laughs> called she makes comics mm -hmm. and that's where everything started to fit into place yeah. and carol was probably the catalyst of it all because while i'm going through all of these little changes and these like noticing things and you know things that i've not experienced before because my life before reading comic books was music Mm -hmm. I went to gigs. I, my my life just you know revolved around music. I wasn't aware of this other world where you know I had to kind of feel like I was on the defense all the time. Yeah. Um. And watching that documentary and getting to hear Kelly Sue's voice for the first mm -hmm. time really put a voice to Carol for us while I was reading it. And Kelly is and will always be my favorite comic book writer. Um. I have wrote countless amount of articles about this woman one that she's actually read and she messaged me about which was amazing because it fell at the same time I did my BBC interview for um about Captain Marvel it just all came at, and then the film came out and oh it was just great it was a great time <laughs> but yeah Carol is um she's very special in so many ways she will always be my forever favorite cool very nice Jakey no, moving on. I do like <laughs> I, I do also like Captain Marvel. Thank you. <laughs> when she crosses over with the Guardians. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I, I think was I reading more about the Guardians, Guardians around that mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I learned a lot about the Guardians through Carol. Yeah. Um, and Same. Quill's parentage and shit like that. It was that was a good it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um mine is gonna go to a whole different country than the ones we've been talking about um technically a comic book not written in english to start with but uh my third uh, pick is goku ah, <laughs> son that, goku that's my second pick 
Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, we've got a joint. <laughs> oh. got a joint first time. Yeah. Oh. Manga are in fact comic books. Not just hentai. No. <laughs> and the interest Surgeon Lee's fourth pick. Yes. yes. Yep. But the the interesting thing about um comic uh, manga and anime is that whereas we tend to get comic book adaptations, like anime is usually a shot for shot kind of remake of the like the actual original manga, which I think like some more comic American comic people should give a go to that kind yeah. of thing. Cause I think that would make the fans happy. Um, where do I start with Goku? He's um, basically Superman. I was going to say, who yeah. can Goku fight? Who can he beat? No, no, no. Wow. No, I'm, when, I, when I say he's basically Superman, I mean his origin story is literally Superman's origin mm-hmm. story. Oh, as right. in he comes from the planet yeah. Vegeta, sent down in a pod before it exploded. He crashed lands on Earth. Technically, he's designed to destroy Earth. Like he's sent there as a kind of biological weapon. Like he'll grow up to be way stronger than all the humans and he'll murder everyone because the gravity's not as strong here um he takes a tumble bonks his head gets sort of changed i guess to like a nice boy he gets raised by like a martial arts master he goes on magical adventures (laughs) making (laughs) wishes with dragon balls um but then takes a hard sci-fi well not a hard sci-fi turn it always had some elements but it gets to like a what we call like the Z era, <laughs> mm-hmm. where then it then it you get revealed because the basically spent years with this secret about his origin, and then eventually they just dropped it all. And it's like, holy shit, your brothers just came down from space. You've died <laughs> trying to trying to fight him off. He's now telling you that two more Saiyans are gonna come, and everyone on Earth's got like a year to train up. So like you get this cool like tick and clock thing, but. Goku in his like base form is he's like he's the shining beacon he's like good he likes to fight you know like he likes a good challenge which is always fun um but he's he's like the guy you can always rely on like a lot of the storylines revolve around like Biden time waiting for Goku to show up like all of his friends he likes dying. to eat too yeah yeah if he has to like <laughs> recharge um but he's like he's always gonna be there for you and i think as a kid that was like it was like nice to have a character where it's like yeah you know like goku will always save you <laughs> yeah um but no he is basically superman and obviously he's taken a lot of power creep levels as anime characters do and now he's kind of like in a, at a god type of level <laughs> with <laughs> vegeta but no he's just i don't awful. think goku is a hero though do you like oh because he's in a hot take now right. <laughs> but, Obviously, like superheroes would be like, oh, this is the right thing to do. I need to go and help these people. Goku is just an idiot. He goes, oh, that guy's strong. I need to go and fight him. It, yeah. There's no. He doesn't like, actually say is people. he doing the right thing. <laughs> he doesn't physically lift up and save people very often, but he has done it on occasion. Um, but no, yeah, he's definitely more of like a direct action. Like, if this man wants to fight, I'll take him away from civilization and I'll beat him. Like the planet might explode, but he's not going to blow the planet. Up. <laughs> so, so no, there's been. Sorry, yeah. No, no. What was, I was going to say? So what? So because with this being a joint pick as well, so why did why is this on Lee's list? Yeah. Pretty much the same reasons. Like, um, Bogu, I think he's one of the standards for like power that every other comic book gets 
put against. Like, especially yeah. Superman. It's always like, oh, who could beat Superman? Oh, no one could. Well, Goku could. And <laughs> that, that's probably the biggest one up there. Well, such a good um, Everyone gets pitted against Goku or Superman or both. Is Goku um, magic, is he? Or... Uh, uh, no, technically, no, he's not. Yes. But I would say his power is spiritual, yeah. Does that count as magic? Chi. <laughs> <Gee>. um, <laughs> and his mates always get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. All the time by whatever villain shows up. And it's always like, oh no, when's Goku going to arrive? And you're just sitting waiting for Goku to finally show up. Yeah. And it's, he's not always, I don't think he's ever fought anyone that he's stronger than either. It's always no. he's the underdog and he's got to rise to the occasion and push past his own limits, which is a very inspirational thing again. Um, And he pretty much always succeeds apart from when his son has to step in, which the writer decided that was a bad idea and then went back on himself. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it, Goku is pretty much, well, Dragon Ball is just my Goonies. He's got like, trans. He's got transformations as well. We didn't. We didn't say that he can go golden, which is amazing. You know, he starts off with black hair, then he gets golden. Then We've more got every variation sitting in that back bedroom. Yeah, he, you can go blue. we all. You all know my husband. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, he, my husband's already the seen these collections, so it's um, a literal rainbow of Goku. Yeah. yeah. We've got like, we've got it, variations in there. Like Lee says, it's like it's very much like a build up and release type of entertainment. That's that's like the kind of anime that I go for where you spend a long time waiting for something cool to happen and then when it does, it's like a massive payoff. But some people get turned off by that um like wait time. <laughs> I tell you what, you two need to come to my house for a games night. We have Dragon Ball Cluedo, and we tried to play it at New Year, and Haya got fucking Clue. So it was, it was like, oh, it was, I, it, it no, was that's so an invite. Difficult. Come, come round my house for a games night, you two. Because you'll, you'll understand it. I haven't got an absolute clue, so I'm like trying to like get on board, like. You know, be enthusiastic about something I don't understand. And 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 as a young uh, vegetarian, everyone's named after vegetables, and that was very comforting to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of humor in it as well, which um, I don't yeah, think many cool. comics, like superhero comics, don't go into the humor side a lot. Mm. Like it's always very serious. Like, oh, the bad guy, we need to beat him. But or it's like Deadpool, just... where it's like all humor, yeah. like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Like it's serious, but Goku's just a bumbling idiot. It did start off a bit like a child's comic because basically mm -hmm. you've you've watched Goku grow up from a, a child. Like he was always like you know an alien, so a special child, <laughs> and he had a tail like a, a monkey because I guess they're kind of like half monkey people. Um. But yeah, you've seen an entire growth, but he's always kind of stayed constant. It's not like the kind of thing where like he's like all grizzled and angry now. He's always stayed like happy-go-lucky and like a good guy. Just likes to fight, and likes to eat, and like who can't aspire to that? <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like me. <laughs> fight, likes to eat. <laughs> also, fun fact, May the oh? 9th is Go Goku Day, which is May one day after the Appreciation Day. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good week. Which I hate, I hate that day. <laughs> no, day you don't. Day. You loved it. I remember that. <laughs> Very cool. You loved it. So yeah, I've opened the forbidden door of the manga. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I think so, so, 
that kind of leads in quite nicely to mine. Not manga style, but you're saying Goku is at a certain level uh, of power-wise. Now, mm. I haven't picked the character in general because like I say, I've slated this character so much in the like previous podcasts because he is so unrelatable. But in this one story arc, he becomes very relatable. And I think the comic book, again, it's another four-parter. A four-parter, yeah. Um, was, well, if it's not the best written, it's definitely the best illustrated because it's by Alex Ross. Kingdom Comes Superman. Oh. So, it, so it's not the normal happy-go-lucky full of hope Superman. Mm. It's the jaded, again, the giving up on humanity superman he's nowhere no longer when like the yellow and uh red is now when the red and black uh mm. he's turned now where he's kind of like turned, like it, the story is uh the joker the bastard leaf let, let loose some toxins from uh in the daily planet killing lois lane mm. and Batman and Superman arrests the Joker as he does, and he takes him to court. But instead of getting imprisoned, a new superhero called. I'm going to try and get the name up now. Magog. Magog came up, and he was wearing some kind of ram's head, like he's a new superhero, and he kills the Joker, and he gets arrested and takes takes the trial, and they actually acquit him on the fact that they say that he did the world good by killing the Joker. So the Superman couldn't live with that, like, like say, in a world where he, th- he thought there was that much injustice. And again, then it's set in the future where Superman's now a farmer, he's given up. And I think Wonder Woman brings him back because the superheroes are kind of running the show. They're just like running around lawlessly, doing what they want, and no one can stop them. So Superman comes back to, tr- to run basically to govern the world and it's such an interesting take on the character where he's based on hope and it's not he's just based on justice now to the point where like batman kind of turns on him um but it's what's coming is like the end of the world type thing so it's kind of like watching it and seeing it how it plays out but like that version of superman is just absolutely it, it give it a new dimension because as I've said when you read Superman comics it's hard to feel relatable to him because he's the ultimate powerhouse he's, there's nothing can stop him other than magic and a green rock mm-hmm. and Batman of course, Batman always beats Superman but seeing that dark bleak version of him just was like something I've never read before and I will always go back to and read over again I don't know if anyone else has read it I have not, no it's one of those ones where I I've got it sitting there. We've it's in our collection, but it's just every time I go to pick it up, I just find something else to do. Yeah, and I'm I, terrible for that when it comes to reading. Mm-hmm. I know exactly I, I the one you read mean. It. I Alex like that. Sorry. Art is beautiful. But oh, it's stunning. Mm-hmm. It's one of those which is like it's always going to be there. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, exactly. I can come. I can get it anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did read it, but I didn't get it. Like, mm-hmm. and I think I might have just been not in the right headspace or not knowing what to expect. Cause again, it was just another one where everyone's like, you got to read kingdom come. You got to read kill and joke. You got to read like, but they don't like always tell you why, <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like what, what mm-hmm. you're going to expect or like what you should expect. 
Um, maybe it's just I'm not that into like bleak future unless I'm like prepared for it type of thing. But mm-hmm. I'll definitely go back and check it out again. Um, after like hearing what you've said about it, like I did remember like like thinking the art was weird because it's like like realistic it's like photorealism mm-hmm. isn't it like oh, for the like, most part every panel's a, like mm-hmm. like a, like a masterpiece like when you're looking mm-hmm. you, yeah. like you think about how long it must have took to like piece these together and stuff but just the whole tonal shift as you said when you read superman mm-hmm. comics when you're younger it's all about uh like truth justice and the american way doing everything right yeah. and thing and just seeing that tonal shift was just mm. like you kind of like reading it on a slant and saying huh and even getting so dark where batman thinks this is too far so (laughs) when batman thinks it's too far yeah you know you've done messed up i do quite like when the trade on like like superman's like he is an alien at the end of the day which yeah it depends on how he's feeling can be like isolated i do like when they kind of explore some of that i think like you're right about the relatability because usually they'll go for like oh we'll just reboot young superman and he's slightly powered down and he's mm-hmm. got like you know normal problems and stuff so it's interesting to see it taken completely the other way where it's like this is old superman <laughs> he's yeah. not gonna be he's gonna somehow get more relatable <laughs> because he's now jaded yes. and he's I lost just, and I... it, like see so you can it, it, he's lost so much and it's like seeing mm-hmm. him reacting and changing to that loss as well yeah it's It's interesting as well because you know in that like um like that injustice storyline which has Mm -hmm. had some comics and video games that's the catalyst for him going bad is like uh joker kills lois but then clark kills the joker and i guess it's like they probably just copied off the kingdom come thing and we're like what if superman went evil (laughs) which has been done superman broke bad Uh, i'm sure there is a live action of um the Kingdom Come Superman in the Arrowverse. I'm sure Brandon Ruth Brandon, Superman Brandon, really? Brandon Ruth, he, he, in the multiverse he showed like a different version, but it wasn't yeah. he didn't go full hog. Um yeah. was was still, it like a similar outfit. It's still a light hearted show, isn't it? Uh, it was still similar like the, the story of the of losing Lois and everything as well, but he he wore the outfit which was amazing, but he wasn't like jaded. He was still Superman, mm. he was still doing the the right things. He just was his symbol was different. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Roth was Superman. a good. Brandon Roth was a good Superman. That was. A, I think he was just dealt a, a, a bad. He point. was. I just don't think it was a good script for that film. No. That's well, yes. It's cool. Very good choice. Now we're on to round four, where yeah. Lee misses a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back. So we're back to Lauren. Okay. I am going to go with. So my list has changed. Tw- Two or three times since I've come we started this. So I am gonna go with this character before I take them off the list and replace them with somebody else again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on a real renaissance with this character and this series in general, since a certain Netflix series dropped a few months ago. This is the first really non-super comic I read as a teenager. And it is Oh, she, you could say she's peachy keen and she is death of the endless mm. i really love sandman yeah. as a, i was a proper little goth teenager i was a goth with a g-o-f-f and ah, sandman, that's me now yeah actually it's been me since sandman, i was 16 <laughs> um i don't know if you guys have 
if you've all read Sandman, but yeah. it is. Yeah, I am, just watched. <laughs> I am not. I have not read it, but I am audiobooking it. You need okay. Your I'm sure the audiobook is fantastic, but it's amazing. I do recommend reading it because mm. the art it is it's like from the eighties, so some having, of it's a tiny bit dated. But having James McAvoy as death that is so relaxing. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's unreal. The, it's, the whole it's cast, Kat to be honest, death. <laughs> no. Who yeah. am I thinking of? Dream. Sorry, Dream. Yeah. Yeah. James McAvoy is Dream. Holy shit is amazing. I but I just love Death. I love mm-hmm. her approach, her gentleness, like and not to get into like theological discussions of what exists after, but the thought of somebody like Death coming to meet you and guide you on is actually really, really comforting yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sound of her wings is like the best episode of the 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 series yeah apart from maybe death the the um dream of a thousand cats but i i have cats so. <laughs> i welcome our cat overlords they're fine yeah. they can do it i i i support them i i agreed with that like that was the standout like episode yeah. for me yeah. having not any like you know past knowledge or anything mm-hmm. of what was coming so yeah the the casting for death caused a lot of controversy which i think was completely unwarranted because mm-hmm. he was perfect she yeah. really brought that gentleness that warmth mm-hmm. because she's meant to be such an antithesis to her brother dream who is this mm-hmm. emo bit bag <laughs> dream is perky she is she's one of the she's not the oldest of the endless but anybody who doesn't know in the sandman universe which is connected to the dc universe mm-hmm. It's kind of governed by seven siblings who are the kind of constructs of aspects of humanity. So you have Destiny, who is the eldest, and he has his book. So he knows everything that has been, is, and ever will be. Mm-hmm. Then there is Death, and she is she is literally like an embodiment of the Grim Reaper. She ushers people from living to death. Uh, but in the comics, she's portrayed as this kind of perky goth girl. Mm-hmm. She, but you do get the perception that she just looks like that because that's what the reader should be seeing. She looks <laughs> as to who she meets, like they would see her. So she is going to be viewed differently by everybody. Yeah, then to be like is, comforting in the last. Yeah, moments. yeah. And the main the Sandman comic is the Sandman is Morpheus, who is Dream, and he is like the Lord of Dreams, and he gets captured and locked away, and that's why he's a bit of an emo twat. <laughs> but he's also he's just been making bad decisions since like the Grecian era. And then their youngest siblings are the twins, despair and desire. Then mm-hmm. there's destruction who is missing and poor little delirium used to be delight, but something terrible happened to her. So now she's delirium. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for her in <laughs> season in, two. In, yeah, season two. But death has always just been like I just connect to that character because she is. There's something quite comforting in the character. I think, yeah, yeah that that's probably the best she's... way I can put like a character she's that very... feels like putting on a warm blanket. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's very kind of motherly or big sisterly. Like you'd want her to be your big sister. Like mm. she, she kicks Dream up the ass, but she's never like mean about it. No, she's never kind of belittling or teasing like desire 
always is she is comfort she is Mm -hmm. comfort and i just sometimes you need a bit of comfort so yeah yeah but there's still like an inevitability of like oh but you you can't go back like i might be being nice but like it's it's time (laughs) so it's like it's it's an i I did love like that sort of idea Mm -hmm. of a character concept yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) No, no bargaining with death. It, it is <laughs> inevitable, yeah. but yes, yeah. no, very good. I'm glad the Sandman did amazing. get a shout as well. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> me too. It was such an amazing pick. I looked at buying yeah. it, but it's expensive. <laughs> oh, I've got it on but... Audible, um, Jake. I've, yeah, true. I've gotten the first it. two. My my mom listened to it on holiday last year, and she absolutely adored it. Um, she didn't get the DC tie-ins bless her heart kept having to ask us questions i was like yeah, i've not read this i don't <laughs> know um but she is such a fan because i think the audible really like brought it mm-hmm. to life to her. she would never have picked up the graphic novel ever. yeah mm-hmm. um, such a choice. very trippy but very beautiful and I so there's a lot of <laughs> i have the first issue in yeah. german nice. there's a lot of um tie-ins like greek myths Mm. and ancient religion and shakespeare and Mm. it's very varied and very there's just so much to it it's fascinating it's neil gaiman at some of his best very best but yes so good pick there so sammy pick number four yeah pick number four so i'm going with um this is not so much this is probably something like what you've done paul it's not so much like the character more the actual like this this part of his comic book journey sure. and the writer that comes with him and um, it's the almighty thor and it <laughs> is uh yeah, jason you can fuck off if it's love and thunder i'm going on oh good god <laughs> yeah, it that's is... not a comic book how it well it, it's it's... <laughs> it's poison it's, actually, um, <laughs> it's jason aaron's run who is wrote thor for many years and um, he is the reason you have jane foster as Lady Thor. He mm. is um the creator of Gore, the Yeah. Mm-hmm. The God Butcher. Uh, help God. me, Lauren. The God Butcher. Yes. The God Butcher <laughs> is one of the greatest ever Thor comic books. Yes. I thought you would have went I thought you would have went with Jane, to be fair, but only because I did I was I was teetering tottering around it. Um but when it comes down to Jason Aaron, I'm going straight to Thor. Yeah. And I don't get us wrong. The did, he, the, did he wear um, tiny pants in this run? Did he? He did not. Well, no, he was shirtless not. a lot. It was <laughs> a lot. But he he has so many struggles in this. Thor's not Thor's not all as mighty as yeah. what mm-hmm. we all may think he is. He is very um, broken to the point where he does end up losing. Um, <laughs> you said it well, and, don't worry. Thank you. Um, and this is where it lands on the doorstep of the new Thor, which just turns out to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. entire run um, of this person who has managed to, she's, he, it's not that he, he was worthy, mm-hmm. but there was something else stopping him. It was, yeah. it was a really good way it, of, it's of, like of, he had a psychological yes. barrier. Uh-huh. It's, it's the, the hammer wasn't saying you're not worthy you just need to go and take care of yourself kind yeah. of thing you don't need this right now we need to we can give it to someone else <laughs> yes um and this whole oh it was it was absolutely brilliant and then all of a sudden big twist it turns out that it's jane foster 
and mm-hmm. Jane Foster is dying of cancer yeah. and while she is Lady Thor she no longer has cancer so she kind of like it's whether does she again is yeah. she going to go and look after herself mm-hmm. like it, in that scene it's... in the in, in um, Love and Thunder where she's standing in front of the mirror that is taken directly mm-hmm. out of the panel from when you get the reveal that that is because Jane Foster. the problem was when she was transforming she was effectively pushing the chemo the chemo yeah. drugs out of her body so when she would transform back to being Jane she would just be mm. even sicker because yeah. the chemo was all gone from her system yeah and I yeah. do think it's a fantastic run because it wasn't like when a hero dies and they get replaced and then they no. just come back at the end. There was this broken Thor and you saw him piece himself back together. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good series. It, it's, it's so good. And um, the writing style of Jason Aaron when it comes to Thor is is spectacular because it's very ye olde English style yeah. writing. Oh, um, yeah. Thor needs his own like text bubbles yes. that, that are different yeah. from everyone else's. Yes, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, there was three people I could have chosen out of this, like this kind of era, um, Thor, Lady Thor, or um, Beta Ray Bill. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I have a, such a soft spot for Beta Ray Bill. Um, <laughs> he is, he is just a look. There was a run that he just recently had, um, and it he was, was heartbreaking. He was around. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. It was it, he lost Stormbreaker. He had to go and find Stormbreaker. It was just. And it wasn't all about Stormbreak. I was just, it was so good. Um, but I went with Thor just because of how brilliant Jason Aaron can write a Thor, that Thor character. It's nothing like what, actually, it's what you want to see Thor as. Thor, Thor giving not... some death rather than just being like the meathead yes. bleach yeah. blonde, yeah. Uh, yes. which he is it's portrayed the... in a lot of type of aspects in the yeah. comics. But to be it's fair, Thor... in the comics mm-hmm. as well, Thor had like a lot of shit done to him, like, uh, you think yeah. of a lot of heroes like kind of uh, live like just be heroes like you say he died a few times like uh, he was cloned um, there was loads of different variations like say mm-hmm. when, you, when you score through the history of Thor it, it's not as I was as... I was confused for a long time because my first exposure to Thor was like the man who transforms into Thor mm-hmm. you know like who isn't oh, actually yes! the yes, real yes. Thor mm-hmm. um, but I think he's the one in Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> Technically, yes. but um, I must have read like a comic as a kid. He's kind of like, like a replacement yeah. Thor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought like, oh yeah, you know, the hammer transforms him. It's like he man, <laughs> like that was. Well, the hammer trans, the hammer transforms him into he's kind of like yeah. Viking, like yeah, you know, like his in this... his Asgardian look. The in the original, like the early comics, he did think he was this doctor, and he was sick, so he went to a cave yes. and he found Mia Mia. And he transformed, yeah. but it it was like he was never actually the doctor. He just had forgotten he was Thor kind of thing. Oh, and that's wow. like where the, the amnesia came from in the film. Something like that anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it's, if you want to read a good Thor comic, that's yeah. one. The God Butcher by Jason Aaron, yeah. I cannot recommend that You kind that of enough. have to follow it through into yeah. the Jane Thor <laughs> stuff, though. You have Once to stop like the God Butcher and follow it. Once you yeah. start, though, you'll not want to yeah. stop because it is so bloody good. Yeah. Um, there was a, one of the disappointing things when Cap picked up the the mineral. Um, I thought I thought he would transform into Asgardian Ware. Oh, yeah. And I was like, 
I was waiting for it, and then it's like, oh, okay, wings. I get it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I just thought oh, like yeah, some he got form his of, wings like, back. Oh, man. Yeah, some form of like, oh, <laughs> that's good. Wings and then, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Thought I had to pick Thor. Cool. I didn't have to, but I did. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. my number four choice. Number four for Jake. Um. Okay, I'm going jump into a different comics company. Um, I'm not sure if we've actually, yeah, yeah, we would have touched on these slightly, but um, Invincible, Amazon's own <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> yes. Um, again, that's another Kirkman joint. Um, I guess I just really like his his crazy escalation style <laughs> writing, because um, this is very similar in Walking Dead, as in like the story just keeps on ratcheting forever. Mm. Um, but if anyone doesn't know, it's basically like um an entire new universe of superheroes um that are like a lot of them are like jokey versions of like real superheroes or in kind of an x-men vein people with like really inconvenient powers that that they've actually written around to be like well this is useful actually (laughs) like even though it sounds like it would be like uh horrible but yeah so like i the the actual title character invincible is the the one i'm picking but um Mm. If anyone doesn't know, it's like his dad is basically Superman. Um, through the course of the comics, like you get to see his growth into his powers, which I always like enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like the the talk about it in practical terms because obviously his dad's like, ah, I've got to show him the ropes. He's gonna start being able to like jump over buildings and like, so he has to like explain like a, basically a Superman power set, like. Mm-hmm in in actual practical terms where you can understand which is interesting because obviously when you're a kid you're like i don't know superman just flies around like <laughs> you, you, yeah, you don't think, think about it and like he asks his dad at some point he's like oh so like we can breathe in space and he's like oh no you, you just gotta hold your breath like to fly through space <laughs> to like other planets and because obviously he's like a viltramite or something i think they're called <laughs> he, he can hold his breath way longer than normal <laughs> um but it's just like it's awesome just to think about like oh like all these powers come with like realities like mm-hmm. um, yeah and it's quite violent in that you know like in a way that superheroes so would be because you you would if you had that super powered you would accidentally rip things apart a lot <laughs> um then you get the twist that his dad is also like a Goku sent to the planet to destroy it, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, um, and take it over. He kills their Justice League, um, which includes another amazing character called the Immortal, who <laughs> it's later revealed is like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> because he's been immortal for so long. And it's like, he looks like him. So you could be like, you could be thinking it throughout the whole comic, but then they reveal it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he kills like all of the Justice League and attempts to take over the planet but gets like you know fought off by by his son mm-hmm. um but no it's just got an amazing cast of characters like and everyone goes through like massive growth like his dad ends up like exiled and then gets a new family in space and his mother goes to an alien planet and marries like a bug man <laughs> and you actually like see all of this play out and it's not just like a one-off joke like they actually yeah. go into like the mechanics of like how the different species work and stuff like i just love it like the proper I, um, drill down on some like tiny details <laughs> we we thoroughly enjoyed the um the animation the amazon? That, that amazon. They did, and yeah, yeah on amazon yeah yeah are they doing a series too 
yeah, it's just taken a long time because yeah. like the, the work oh. they put in, it's it's not like yeah. it looks yeah. exactly I just, like. I, the I comic. just never heard yeah. anything after it finished. I never heard anything to say. You know, there was another one coming. I did buy and the um, oh, what's it called? It's not the omnibus. It's a dis the compendium. Dis- compendium, yes. I bought yeah. the. The, it's a, the phone book version. <laughs> it's yeah. freaking huge. It's like yellow pages version. Yes. Like, like a whole bunch of image series. Bottom number one. one. <laughs> Walking Dead saga in like their big series. Yeah. yeah honestly, for. like that's how I experienced it. It was through like Comicsology on the iPad, but the Omnibus, like Volume One and Two, and like just absolutely devoured that thing. And it's it's amazing when you get into a series that's got mm-hmm. like sort of i don't know how many it had at the time like maybe 90 issues and just being able to like properly dig in and read it yeah. like every spare moment yeah. of the day until like it's done <laughs> and you can't um, and you can't you can't do anything else yeah. but this I, yeah. love, I love moments like that i love the artwork in it as well because the artwork yeah, was very amazing really spider-man pops. so yeah. you, you thought it was going to be like this nice happy child-friendly oh, book. yeah wholesome book and it turns out to be the most brutal since the boys yeah he yeah. doesn't hold yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the death yeah. scenes is something that you've never experienced. Yeah. And but like, it's it's like what would happen if real superheroes did fight each other? Yeah. Or did, it's, mm-hmm. it's none of these like, oh, I'll get a bruised cheek. No, you'll Kapoor, get your heart. Beat. It's like half your head will be removed type thing. And Yeah, because yeah. there's, like, there's this awful guy. He like kind of joins up with like Dinosaurus, who's like a scientist <laughs> in like a T-Rex body. who's still got all of the smarts. And like he ends up working with him because Mark's all like, you know, like, oh, you know, I think we could make a better difference than me just like fist fighting everyone. And then it turns out Dinosaurus is like, yeah, if we like blow up this entire desert, it'll reflect the sun's rays. So he like glasses like Las Vegas or something. And it's like, and then he like crushes his head and you're just like, oh, why? Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> why can't this Mark kid just get a break? He's just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> he just, everything is like, Goes is wrong. bad. But he comes out of it like stronger and stronger every time. And like I say, like you have to deal with the realistic things that happen. Like, you know, people lose limbs, like, and they have to yeah, go yeah. on and stuff like that. And it's it shows you like real life. This is but what real life in the, would be in the Amazon heroes. show. Absolutely. In the Amazon show, it's like from what I can tell, incredibly faithful. They've like updated some stuff, streamlined it. But they have only just scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> in that one that's what season. Saying. Um, yeah. he said to us the way he sold it was he basically said it's brutal, but we'll watch the first episode and mm. you can you can make your opinion from there. And I think the end of the first episode is where the whole team is just obliterated. Yeah, and it I was like, I'm in. I mean, I'm in this. <laughs> it's a it's a love letter to like old superhero comics because like everything's mm. referenced in there in, in a little way, like even yeah. if it's just a jokey, but like. Yeah. Not in a make fun of like no 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 like not no. in direct. It felt homagey. Except he did meet the Avengers, I think, and Spider Man. He made fun of some of those. I don't know how that comic deal worked out, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, Spider Man's a lame name and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very good. Not the first time he's heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Man. But yes. Um, so. Moving on to my fourth pick, then we're on to yep. our last pick. So I'm going to go with this one. This one did knock out John Constantine out of my list because this mm-hmm. is like the two I had teetering uh, for for like for for the picks. Um, the best way I can describe the comic, and again, it's going to sound really strange, but once you think about it, it is quite close. It is basically like Indiana Jones, 
but with the occult. So mm-hmm. I'm going with Big Red Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as soon as you nice. said Indiana Jones with the occult, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a really yeah. good description. <laughs> um, I've always wanted uh, his first appearance next Men 21, I believe. And mm-hmm. I am still on the lookout because it's too expensive at the moment. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping for the price to come down one day, or I even get a really shit grimy copy, which I will happily frame. But that is my one comic that I will always keep an eye out for, is the first appearance of Big Red, because I love anything to do with, uh, like the occult or anything quite witchy or scary or like just like anything where it's like kind of like crowd. Crowded, uh, surrounded by like mystery, and I think that's mm-hmm. why John Constantine and Hellblazer always like is a big one. But there is a few Hellblazer comics, and John Constantine is a bit of an iffy character. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He makes questionable choices, but Hellboy, he is just a lovable teenager in in the body of like say this demon that's been sent to destroy the the world, but all he wants to do is be accepted and love cats. <laughs> oh, you know, it's limited. I vibe with that. Yeah, but like the characters yeah. he does go around with, like Abe Sapien, like and like the different incarnations as well. Like the movie version, I know, like adaptations very rarely get something spot on. But Gel mm-hmm. Toro's, uh, especially the second one, is like a love letter to the comics. And I, I think it was yeah. Mike Magalona, was it? I get the name right. Um, who Mike Mag. Uh, Migalona, who originally like made the Hellboy things, but it is mm-hmm. basically everything you want in an action movie or action yeah. comic. It's got yeah. Nazis, it's got zombies, it's got um, it's devil worshippers, it's got mad Russians. It's like it's got so bros. much fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just looks wise, there's like if like who wouldn't want to rock around with a giant fist to fist people and not that way (laughs) (laughs) you're right about the look though like it's like yeah the look it's very like um silhouette based isn't it like Mm. a lot of the time yeah which is really like striking because you don't you could just see the silhouette of him and you know mm -hmm. who you're looking at yeah and the old comics as well it's very film noir it's very like dick tracy gumshoe at times as well <laughs> but with certain aspects to it it's just fun and i know there's not really like a comic run for them they normally do like one shots or like special mm-hmm. like special things or crossovers and stuff but i, I whenever i say a hellboy comic i always love picking it up and just giving it a bit of a read just because the character is so lovable and yeah. like big red and he shouldn't be but like he's one of those that when you, as soon as you see his like his uh, face and his poor horns, he just makes you smile. And <laughs> um, like and again, I just think it's just needs more love. I know they're going to be a new film as well, and I just hope they do it right this time. I yeah. think they might have learned lessons, and yeah, because it didn't get the the reaction they were looking for. I used to have a big red hand <laughs> <laughs> and it broke <laughs> it's the only hellboy thing that i ever had and it, the only other collectible i ever had and it, and it broke along with Shaun of the dead they both went the journey both <laughs> fell on the floor at the same time one half the other one just shattered <laughs> got it but but yeah so like if anyone wants to jump in are you saying it's not a massively long like series it's more like a series of volumes that you could kind of pick up it's normally like say one or two issues or like yeah. a, like, yeah. a th- like a four issue run normally it, it's normally 
it's not like an ongoing story. It's just yeah. If you bought one, like you mini wouldn't. Series. You wouldn't be totally lost if you picked up a random one. No, that's why I would always compare to yes. Indiana Jones as well. It's like yeah. each like just a Indiana story. Jones story is like a short story of that adventure, and yeah. that's what yeah. Hellboy is. It's mm-hmm. not like an ongoing saga. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then there's other like mini series that are set within the same universe, just about different characters. Like Abe Sapien has like Mm -hmm. little mini series as well, and um, Koichi the Deathless. Oh, there's there's not. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the Russian guy. Yeah, but yeah, no. there's there's like different there's different characters existing in the same universe as well that you can just like dabble with. But it's like oh, I'm trying to think of the comics name now, but it's like um R I P or something like that. Um B D R P. But that's the one, yeah. Yeah. Anything like with them teams are always set in the same type of universe. Oh, okay. But um it's just different tales. It's like telling old folklores but with someone in mm. the background trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, or like you're getting the real story of like what, yeah. what this was mm. talking it's like, about. Yeah. It's like deep European Slavic folklore. It's not just like, like quaint, the Baba Yaga it's and stuff. Part, like yeah, that. it's not just like quaint <laughs> bitterish part of folklore. It's like <laughs> you never know. Like, you never know. The Peter the rabbit. I'll with that, but you know, it, it is like the really kind of wild old myths kind of thing. Yeah, cool. Like all about pixies and fairies and and stuff like that like i need to i'd I'd need to jump in because that sounds right up my street i've seen the movies obviously but yeah comics can be scary because you don't know whether it's like the 1000th issue of something yeah (laughs) and you totally missed out yeah honestly i've and this is a segue not to distract but don't get too distracted by something being a number one just just treat it like you're a kid again just grab that issue because it looks good and then work it out from there. Work back, work forward, work out what you like. But there's no, this don't get too hot. Nobody should get too hot up on like, oh my God, I got to start from number one. Yeah. You I don't always, always um... you really don't always. Like my first issue, I just bought it because I had Nightcrawler on the cover. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I use Wikipedia a lot, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. <laughs> just go to Wikipedia Absolutely. and just look at the arc Google. and then start from there. That's how I started Google reading. It. Google cool. it and figure out where to go next or what what you're missing cool so we're on our last picks now so hope you've left the special mm-hmm. ones or the best ones for last <sighs> well i'll be i can still hear i'll be two minutes he's going for a I, piss <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i really struggled with this list because there's so many things i could put on there's so many fantastic series that i've read and enjoyed like saga and die and i hate fairyland and my many many x-men characters but and i should have maybe put this in earlier after one of sammy's entries but i have to go for my boy my boy bucky barnes oh (laughs) because we had cap and bucky yeah cap and bucky yay but i think because for so long he was like a kind of like this robin type character this little boy sidekick who was like frozen in time mm-hmm. shrouded in kind of like honor that he died and cap didn't and cap mm-hmm. had to carry the weight of that for oh, so so so, so long and for so long bucky was one of the few, very 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 few characters that did not get resurrected there's a couple of fake outs there was a mm-hmm. couple of instances where rick jones just 
there, I have an issue where Rick Jones just like randomly went into Cap's closet and found some of Bucky's clothes and just dressed up as Bucky. Just like, oh, no. I am Bucky now. It's just like, oh, this is so strange. <laughs> but Ed Brubaker, much like Simon said earlier, Ed Brubaker is one of the best modern day comic book writers. He is especially good at writing anything crime or yeah. Captain America. Espionage. Like, yeah, espionage. He's very, very, very good at that. And when he brought back Bucky as the Winter Soldier, that was just like a massive shock. Mm-hmm. because that was a total head fuck and it yeah. was so fun when that came out in the films and people didn't know <laughs> comic shit they weren't yeah. familiar with who these characters were they didn't know to give a crap about you know this dude that was in the first avenger because nobody liked the first avenger fucking loved it personally but you know me too <laughs> fucking love that film but Pass. nobody, nobody <laughs> knew to care about bucky nobody realized that bucky was coming back unless you were like a diehard like comic fan oh i didn't have a clue yeah in all honesty i didn't pick up winter soldier until afterwards yeah like most people did and that's fine that's absolutely fine the winter soldier film is still one of the best mcu films is the best mcu film it is yeah sure yeah it's my it's my personal favorite but it's not just like the best film in terms of a film it is the best adaptation yeah even though it it there's some huge elements that are changed, the essence of the story it's telling is still very much there, right down to that moment where Bucky turns, looks at Cap, and Cap's like, Bucky? Who the hell is Bucky? Like that is that yeah, is from the comic. Gets, that yeah. is from yeah. the comic. And like it was it was great that they took that in the comics and they ran with it for so long with Bucky getting deep like Bucky in the comics he didn't just get shipped off somewhere he literally had to deprogram like mm-hmm. he was like there he was like trying to live with his guilt of the countless people Cause in the comics he was taken by the Soviets rather than Hydra so to speak and he was just like a Soviet war machine for so long and he had to kind of live with the guilt of that and he he becomes cap in the comics for a while when people think cap's dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he yeah. becomes a very kind of different kind of captain america to steve rogers because i think he 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 knows he can never quite live up to being cap yeah because edward baker had made him not so much the little boy that would kind of like haha you know you know pantomime child after cap <laughs> but he would be like the the kind of he would get his hands dirty so cap didn't have to kind of thing mm-hmm. so cap could be like this kind of pure symbol and bucky could do like, do like the dirty the dirty work and so he was always kind of used to being that kind of slightly darker character anyway but then when he became captain america and he didn't know if he would be up to it because he, he wasn't steve mm-hmm. he wasn't this like you know shining knight so it's very interesting to see him evolve from that to then being like his own kind of superhero but not because he's never quite been a good guy no he's never been been able to get over the fact like no no it wasn't his own fault he still yeah did these heinous crimes or heinous things even that dates back to like before he was like brainwashed and he was never quite he he wasn't like the golden child like steve was he was always you know Mm -hmm. the bullet in the dark kind of character 
But he's still getting, like I say, he's, he's probably getting more credence now because of like the MCU. Absolutely. And, and especially, oh, like I yeah. say, with the, with the Thunderbolts coming on and with them mm-hmm. apparently leading the Thunderbolts as well. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting tale. But Bucky Barnes. I hope, I hope there's one thing they, they, it's a very, very modern inclusion in the comics, but there's one thing I hope they put in the film, and that is that he is a cat dad. A cat dad. Cat, yes, he's a cat dad. He so that's very... all your favourite characters. Yeah. So, all the, so all the characters that Lauren loves is cat dads, yes. Yeah. Apparently. But yeah, he has a little white cat called Alpine. Cool. They should good. put that in. Yeah. <laughs> Make totally room for that. Cool. So Lee, yeah, last pick. I hope it's a good one. I mean, top, top pick. It's from the UK. It's been around for about 80, well, 70, nearly 80 years. The, the Dennis, original the Captain Marvel. Marvel. Dennis <laughs> the Menace. Really? Oh, it was pretty, much, pretty much me idol growing yes. up. Is if that what any... your hairstyle did as well? <laughs> well oh, okay. Ah, Stripey t shirt needs to be bought. He has to wear it at Sunny Con. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And little shorts, yeah. Yeah. He needs to sling oh, spot as well. Man. <laughs> Are there the what, sorry? The catapult. The slingshot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the catapult. Like... Yeah, or was that American Dennis the Menace? Did they both have one? No, no, no. He definitely had one. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the both definitely did. He had a pea shooter. He had a water pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the, if he it was from the North East, he would have had a TV yeah. gun. <laughs> yeah, the greatest dog as well. Nasha. Nasha. And then, yeah. was it good? Nasha and, and, and Nipper. Nipper. The Nipper came out a few, a few years afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> he had a pet, pet pig as well called Russia. Russia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you like puns so much, isn't it? It's the damn Beano's fault. I think it might fault. be. It's, it's the Beano. All these, they're all just re- recycled Beano jokes Was... that I'm using. Anybody <laughs> else a member of the Dennis the Menace and Nasher fan club? Yes, I was. Yes. I was part of the Beano. I was part of the Beano fan club. Um, but wow. I was. I, like I, I was always. A, no. I was always a fan of uh, the Bass Street Kids more. Oh, I love the Bash Kids. I still get the Dennis the Menace annual and the Bash Street Kids annual for Christmas every year oh. off my mum. Oh, Lee, that That's is amazing. Adorable. I love that. Is he like 40 yeah. year old now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have to make, uh, like, say, Lee a cow pie as well, aren't we now? <laughs> oh, desperate, desperate down with these cow pies. <laughs> Oh, look at um, GXP when he's like, this is the best time ever. I've, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, bless. Weirdest I'm just thing, laughing like, at I you, look... uh, enjoying yourselves. I did a lot of research on this just before, and De- Dennis the Menace from the UK has mm. no relation to Dennis the Menace from the United States. No, no, they don't. Oh, but no, they, no. they weren't allowed to call the movie, because they called Dennis the Menace in the States. They made they brought the movie out, but that had changed the title because they couldn't get the rights for it in the UK because of the Beano. Mm-hmm. The weirdest uh, thing is good the on both, the Beano. They both came out on the exact same day. <laughs> it doesn't really? work. They've got no relation. <laughs> that's insane. Um, I don't what, know how that's possible. What was what was Dennis's uh, nemesis called? Was it Walter? Walter the Softy. Walter yeah. the Softy, yes. Uh, <laughs> but he used to grass them up every time. Um, wow! The they've had to like ease back on a few things <laughs> yes. in the recent times yeah. because he, he was pretty much bullying them yeah. and using we- using weapons against other kids. But um, oh. I mean, he no, was he... a menace. <laughs> then he's yeah. Wasn't there a female one as well? What was the female called? 
Minions. Oh, there was Minions. 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 <laughs> yes, I, 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 drew, I actually draw Minions. I haven't yeah. got a clue. I love Minions. Ivy the Terrible was Ivy. the little toddler who was yes. asleep. Man, mental. <laughs> no, but we'll Dennis the no, Menace. If, uh, if any Slogan character was going to be a Goonie, Dennis. Yeah. Would be Dennis a was of never a Goonie. No, he wouldn't have been. He was too. No, he, he was too angry. He was. He was proper. Inve- <laughs> he was so inventive. Like I don't know how he used to fail school, but he could build working rockets and all sorts. He yeah. was a dick. He um, was a dick. And he just wanted. <laughs> he just went out on adventures with his friends and just. No, he didn't. He went out and he would bully people and try and torment the neighbourhood. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> it would like you would see a sign saying grass keep off and be like well i'm gonna stand on the grass it was see like... it was a dick you <laughs> <laughs> couldn't follow rules so yeah no. goonies were a pillar that. of the community don't, <laughs> don't you dare try and besmirch the name <laughs> of the goonies <laughs> no the adventure side yes dennis the menace i'm yeah, dennis the menace i bet no one thought that dennis the menace from the beano nah, was going to get named not in this. a chance <laughs> no no i'm chance. very glad he did yes like, that's <laughs> a proper throwback Yes, we're a proper British podcast now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're in class and everything. We've, we've lambasted the Tories with V for Vendetta, <laughs> and now we're talking about Dennis the Menace. But yes. Uh, all we need is Graham to come up and shout, Margaret Thatcher's a bitch. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's implied. If you, if you think it, he will, will be come. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh class last week. I'm glad, I'm glad mm. you left at the last there, Lee. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Chris, cool. Chris has just pointed something good out those sloth. Was part of a crime family. It wasn't by choice. <laughs> go it wasn't by choice. He didn't have the mental capacity to make a decision. <laughs> it's like on Talladega Nights. Like Paul's like, don't you put that evil on me? <laughs> don't, oh, don't you say Dennis the Menace is a goonie? <laughs> yeah, I think I've still got the picture of Lee being a goonie somewhere. That's it. Oh, no. That one. Oh, that's Sammy. There we go. There's Sarah and Lee's pop back up again. So that's Lee. Lee's looking all gooneyish. Yes. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> I've just put that back up just to punish you there. Um, but yes, Dennis and Menace. So, Sammy, your last pick. Well, my last pick kind of got ruined by your last pick. Because you mentioned his name. All right. Sorry. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Spoilers. It's not, no, no. It, it's when you said he had he made some questionable choices. I was like, oh shit, should I change my choice right now? No, um, just, but I'm not gonna. He was a bad But I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. I was gonna say you can like characters for being a dick, like yeah. I had no more. <laughs> well, so if you hadn't already guessed, it is John Constantine. Um yes. I fell in love with John Constantine through the TV series. Um, oh, that's an interesting path. <laughs> yes, I went that way. And I absolutely fell in love with Matt Ryan, who played him. Um, and then I went into, we have Hellblazer in the house, and I went and delved into that. And I was like, oh, my God, they kind of got this so right, but so wrong, but so mm-hmm. right at the same time. Um, and then they cancelled it. And then I found out that the whole series was an absolute muddle up. Um, and they had no they had no desire to actually do anything with it they were just trying to appease people um but yeah i found john constantine through the tv series and i absolutely love him but i love him from the first few issues of hellblazer because that's all i've read <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's, I it's, love him enough to where I, I just find him so, like I love him in Dark Justice League and um, because I'm a huge fan of the DC animated movies so I love him in, in Dark Justice League and again the TV series and, and I even watched the episodes he was in with them um, in the uh... The League of Tom, uh, no, uh, Legends of Them uh, People, uh, yeah. yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. I even <laughs> watched him when so he was dumb. in then, yeah. just because <laughs> I felt that that was a proper representation of John Constantine from what I like, what I'd seen to them, what I'd read. I was like, oh yeah, I get it, I get that choice. Um, but yeah, I just love him. I love everything about him. Obviously, the occult part of it, the spooky part of it, the witchy part of it. Um. He's just a fantastic character and obviously written by the crazy Alan Moore. Um, <laughs> but I have never seen the Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, it's not a bad movie. A lot, a lot of people give it the shit. It's just they change the aspects where people were saying, oh, you can't change that. Like, John Constantine couldn't be any character as long as you just give me a mood. It doesn't have to be from Liverpool. He doesn't have to be blonde. It's just, like, see, the attitude. And that's... Well, Matt what... Ryan was Welsh. <laughs> you should yeah. have a cigarette, though. Yeah. Yeah, you should <laughs> stand smoke, firm yes. on that. Yeah, and I just, I loved it when, it, obviously, the whole thing is to do with, it, you know, all his doubt comes from the incident that happened in Newcastle mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for Lahiran, you know, somewhere local I'm like, cheap pub. yes! But no, I, I, I love... Did he go to the big market? Like... <laughs> possibly. possibly. Um, but the risks they took with the character as well, meeting him bisexual as well, was always quite yeah. brave for the time and having Absolutely. that as rep- representation as well and not being ashamed of it as well, that was always the thing that stood out to me um like the reason again like i said and again i wasn't saying john costantine's a bad character no, I was just, only joking. um like as you said he he, he is a very much of a, a, a for him uh rather than the others he would always put himself even in the big like show showdowns it's always to make himself better or get himself in an interest a better situation um i think with the kind of work he does it's quite easy for to go down that selfish route because mm-hmm. you're dealing with things that are you know dark and scary and you know don't i, I, w- I would make that i would make the choice to save myself yeah. sorry guys no he's probably the most human dc character out yeah. there because mm-hmm. he makes mistakes he makes choices that like people probably would make in real in yeah. real those real situations and i think that does make for a more interesting character to make mm-hmm. them fail sometimes or mess up or just make yeah. the bad selfish choice because yeah it's Cause, more realistic because humans are selfish as yeah, we as we exactly. all as, as for the record as, i would make the goku selfless choice i know we're your nerdy jesus so you don't count yeah, and I'm, I'm i'm not the best person so i would totally be saving myself and if it was a shift of power i am going where the power is Yes. Okay, good to know. <laughs> but uh, yes. But yeah, that my last choice is John Constantine. Um, I told a children fraud between him and Daredevil. Oh. And I was, yeah. I was I very was, much to and yeah. fraud between the two of them, and I was like, oh, but John's got that that gritty, that dirty, that you know, spooky <laughs> kind of thing to him. Like that's very much me. But I am a huge fan of Daredevil, yeah. and and I teed a totted with Moon Knight as well. Uh, but not read enough of uh, Mark uh, Spector to actually see the comics. I really love them. The comics were very hit and miss. Some of them were great. Some of them, but yeah, um, yeah. But yep, that's my last pick. Cool, Jake. 
Okay, heavy hit of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that a hero will save us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was Spider-Man. Jake. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, gee. Which version? <laughs> which one? After today, which? Jake, you've got to clarify which one. Uh, I don't know. Are we on Earth? 616? 212? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the Marvel one? <laughs> 616. 616. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, like uh, classic, classic Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. But like in the way that like Paul kind of took a like you've inspired me to take like a little slice. Like I absolutely loved the superior Spider-Man arc. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Which if anyone doesn't know was the arc where uh Doc Ock managed to get his consciousness into Peter Parker's brain and take over the brain temporarily. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know the body and everything that comes with it and pose as Spider-Man uh <laughs> without anybody knowing apart from Peter who was sort of trapped as a ghost inside of his own uh body that he couldn't control. Um that's an interesting but... take though because everyone like if you, like mm-hmm. normally if you talk like say comic book fans if you say which version of the comic books do you love they always go mm-hmm. to the amazing Spider-Man as mm-hmm. as as cuz I think that's been the stable but the superior yeah. Spider-Man run was actually a not uh, again not not gonna say I, I i did enjoy it um but with any of the spider-man comics it's 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 very hard to keep up or follow and stuff like that but yeah yeah but it, I, th- I thought it like did right by uh the history of the character from what i could tell and it was like a it was one of those like massive like mm-hmm. your greatest bad guy is gonna do something like really bad <laughs> and, like you're gonna have to deal with the consequences um i mean it all wrapped up fine in the end but i just thought it was hilarious how it would be doc ock going around meeting like the other heroes and stuff or like you know like <laughs> like side characters and they did treat it seriously and there was like team up comics you know mm-hmm. like it would be like him meeting the avengers or uh he like formed his own sort of sinister six type of side group as well um because I think I was reading on like Marvel Unlimited at the time, so I was just sort of like getting oh, them. Oh, the as days they when were. it was easy to use Marvel yeah. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, I, like I was getting them as they were becoming free, yes, I think. Uh, yeah. Or I might have bought some of them, but um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, I think more more heroes should have to deal with like, what if the my main bad guy ruined my entire <laughs> life? <laughs> Um, cause like, like we were saying before, like Peter's always been like the, the sort of fallible hero who's like, mm-hmm. he's scared to, to get close to anyone for situations exactly like this, where someone's going to come in and then start hurting all of his loved ones, like all at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we talked about like miles, like on a previous podcast today and how important he is, but yeah. I think like Peter is equally as important in his own like era, mm-hmm. like like Paul was saying, the amazing run or like spectacular and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's almost an everyman. He's obviously got superpowers, but he still has to go to school and he still has to like deal with like his human life. Like he can never, mm-hmm. he could never just like give it all up because he's like striving to be like, he wants a normal life really, yeah. but he knows mm-hmm. he's got obviously the great responsibility yeah yeah but obviously like everyone knows he's like obviously like worldwide known and there's just mm-hmm. you can't deny that there's just something there whether it's like yeah. 
literally just design is like striking enough to translate over but i, I think like he's one of yeah. the icons for sure. i dare say he's definitely iconic and again this pains me to see it he is probably the most important and groundbreaking and uh well-known superhero ever yeah mm-hmm. totally I, agree like if you didn't have Spider-Man, you wouldn't have a lot of different things that we have today. Absolutely. No. Uh, he right. changed the game from day one, and he's still changing the game now. He is the only thing that is, in my opinion, at, at the moment, that is watchable in Marvel uh, Cinema Universe. And he's the only thing yeah. that's keeping me with hope where we could go with it. Yeah. I can understand that, yeah, for yeah. sure. I just think it's a, he's an important character to a lot of, like, a lot of young boys yeah. mm-hmm. um, and yeah. it's and it's spe- and it's special to have them type of characters that will not only guide you, and you as a young child but will see you through your adult years as well like you can yeah. still mm-hmm. take parts of that character and apply it to your adult life mm-hmm. um i think he's such a special character um i know we said obviously miles was but you don't have miles without peter yeah and there needs to be both like like the both they coexist really well um Mm -hmm. because they have done in like their own stories and stuff um i think that's the great thing about spider-man like it's silly but like all comics are but you can have like a spider person for everyone like yeah definitely as we learned today (laughs) all the representation yes massively Cool. Yeah. He's definitely to. got the best villains as well. Sorry, Paul. No, yeah, like it's <laughs> there's an argument to be made, and like I love, I'm like a sucker for like the whole like science experiment gone wrong. And that's like all of his early villains. <laughs> like, in, yeah. like it was always just a different animal person of the week. Where I was like, this guy's fused into a rhino suit <laughs> or something like that. He can't get out. <laughs> like, he's got very colorful villains as well. Yeah, um, like Craven and all that. Rhino, like Scorpion. Uh, I never, I never got Craven. They're doing Craven in the new video game, and I'm like, no. They're doing a Craven movie. Oh, yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Quicksilver. Yeah. The guy who plays Quicksilver's Craven. Aaron. Right. Aaron. Oh. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. I feel like he's a good side character where it's like you need to find someone. You go to Craven. But I'm, <laughs> I just I'm, don't I'm know just... why. They're making yeah. another villain movie after making Venom. Venom, but then Morbius. To be fair, though, just they've got, they've got, <laughs> they've got a Morbius. Who? <laughs> yeah. just give out Andrew Garfield his third movie now. They can share, yeah. just, just I'll be happy if Sony want to go that way. Yeah. But I don't want Craven to stab him in the gut, though. <laughs> I want to see more Andrew Garfield. I want to mm. see what more yeah. he can do yeah. with a good writer behind him because mm-hmm. what we got in that last movie with the three was superb. Mm-hmm. I thought he was then, fucking brilliant. But then you've got to have Marvel involved, and does Sony want to give Marvel any more control? Just, I just want a decent writer for him. I don't know. That but fan all... shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. No. Like, oh, do. I think the Andrew Garfield <laughs> films are the best films out of any Spider-Man. They're amazing. I'm a sucker for Toby. That went the only, the only problem afterwards. is Electro. Jamie Foxx's Electro wasn't great. But... Jamie Foxx's Electro in the newest one, I thought was superb. Because yeah. massive, massive change around. completely. Because it's like blue this time, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, they fixed it, but it it they made it in such a way that they fixed it in a physical way. Yeah. Like, yeah. He he came to this other universe like, oh, the power here is different. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. ooh, that's been really weird. That was really um, cool. One one 
like really like a, a one really cool moment that kind of solidified spider-man for me as well was like in uh, avengers versus x-men i think there's a moment where he gets like left in a burning building or something to fight colossus on his own but this is like colossus with phoenix force <laughs> inside of him or something i don't know um yeah. but it's like he holds his own against like someone who should be able to like destroy him but he kind of does it because his like fighting style is so weird and the quips which people might just think is like a silly part of spider-man but it's actually like part of his fighting style to yeah. like to like put his opponent off guard and because he doesn't move like anyone else because he's like has got spider reflexes yeah. or whatever and especially against some like colossus who is a himbo bless yeah. him but he is a himbo yeah <laughs> But like he it was just a really X Men anyway, didn't he? In a uh, Secret Wars, he takes on yeah, pretty much all of the X Men. We'll probably see in the like say if they're going to do Black Suit Spider Man, it's going to happen for the the Avengers Secret Wars. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's going to happen. But yeah, I oh, know. Is he going to be? If it's going to be like no, because the retcon everything. I was like, is he going to be mean to his little friend that he goes to the <laughs> college with? That would hate no, that. They don't know. But him no, anymore. he's gone now. They don't know him anymore, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Exactly. Uh, yeah. who, Peter Parker. Who would have forgotten who he was? Peter. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. I'm, I'm glad Spider Man did come up, especially after yeah. the video. So, my last pick again. I'm going to finish it with a monologue. It's a monologue I've done before, but it is the best monologue that's ever been wrote in a comic. So. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tired tread on burst stomach. This city is afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will form up and uh, about their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, save us. And I'll look down and whisper, no. So Rorschach from the watch. I knew. <laughs> yeah. And 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 picked it when we were doing our list when he was doing his list earlier today, he picked Rorschach's name. I said, tell you, that'll be on his list. Yeah. I guarantee it. Especially with those comics on the wall behind you there. Yes. Oh yeah, he is directly <laughs> sitting behind him, but yeah. I just I knew this was gonna be on your yeah. list. Well done. Yeah. That was said so perfectly. <laughs> no, certainly and the other like his other big line that I always adore as well is like, none of you understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And that just gives me chills when you read that when he's in prison. Mm-hmm. And for a scummy and horrible that Rorschach is, he is the one that's always right. He is yeah. the most pure. He's the one that is uncorruptible and unwavered uh, and in the Watchmen comic, like you see, you've got the big blue swinging cock of Mister Man- Manhattan, who is <laughs> the uh, the ultimate. Uh, you've got the genius that is the comedian, like the flawed genius, so we say. Um, we've got Night Owl. Um, like you say, all the different characters in there are flawed, and Rorschach, for his failings, you cannot say in one scene or one sentence he is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just love like everything about him. Like his mask is mesmerizing as well. And I love the idea of that ever changing facial expression and how it like the like just how that would work and how scary that would look. It's basically like if Batman just decided to fuck go fuck it. I'm gonna go rogue and just destroy and just take out everything that's wrong in the world. And I just think he is 
Cobby's my favorite comic book character that's ever been wrote. Yeah. He's interesting because yeah. he's like um at times in the comic the portray him as like pathetic to be honest like but I don't think like he sees that if you know what I mean or he doesn't yeah. care like what no, anyone he else care. he's very like utilitarian because there's like I think there's like the part where like he gets like night owl takes him in and he just starts eating like beans out of the can it's like he just yeah. wants calories so he can go back out and do his like is hyper focus whatever and he's like doing at the moment the the other guys do kind of treat him almost like a stray dog mm-hmm. yeah like, i mean i bet he's don't... smelly yeah i mean probably <laughs> oh, I, bet he's, I bet he's lifting <laughs> they see his flaws rather than yeah. all of his strengths mm-hmm. they don't see the cunning like mm-hmm. the function they just yeah, see like the, yeah. oh oh this guy you know you know he's a kind of beans yeah yeah but just every element, like even the end bit, and it's how heartbreaking it is in the Watchmen comic. Um, when like all of them are agreeing to say, "Oh, this is what's happened," because we don't like, want the world to go into World War Three. Yeah, he's unwavering, and he's like, "No, this is the truth. We cannot lie. We cannot break this. Use everyone is in the wrong." To the point where Doctor Manhattan has to vaporize him, and you, and you see like that show, uh, Rorschach. Uh, yeah. imprint in the pure snow mm-hmm. and just it made out of blood and guts and it's just like stunning and then he gets his last laugh at the end where he sent his diary into the newspaper and it's yeah. like Rorschach's journal and it's like all the way through the story Rorschach won yeah yeah he got, he got it out didn't he mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was regardless yeah, it's of like, what they did he got it like, out yeah. it's like what Lauren was saying like they never saw anything coming because he just seemed like a fuck up basically yeah. <laughs> you know like um or or he was like the like the wet work man like the one they could send to do the horrible stuff yeah. so that they could keep on mm-hmm. keep control of everything else keep the hands never, clean as well yeah. they never saw him mm-hmm. as an equal apart from as like a fighter i guess you know like mm-hmm. if physically <laughs> no but yeah. yeah and he's probably the most unsuper superhero as well Yes. Yeah, oh, massively. A scrappy, massively. Scrappy fighter. <laughs> <laughs> the man with no no quit. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's true. Such good picks. Yes. <laughs> but it's now three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> we got another five star runtime. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. And Sarah wasn't even on it. She's been, she's been, she's been gloated though. She's like, yeah. Oh, she has. She has. I think this. I think we can't mention it anymore now because we've managed to do it without Sarah being on. So yeah. <laughs> maybe it's Lauren we'll now. Lauren yeah. is the. Lauren's Lauren the is the. I just, yeah. t- I just babble. I just like talk incessantly. So we're the problem. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the chat has not wavered throughout our three hours. So we've yes. been doing something fucking right. So uh, they may so... just be here for Lee, but we'll never know. <laughs> the King Lee, they love the Lee. So thank you, Lee, for making your first yes. appearance. How how did you feel it went? Um, I mean, I don't know if I'll be invited back after bringing mm-hmm. up Sonic, uh, <laughs> trying to get Dennis into the Goonies, saying that Spider-Man's villains are better than Batman's. It's like I've just been out to get Lee, all this, uh, the whole podcast. I will never, I'll never hold that against you. So you're okay. Yeah, that's okay then. It's all right. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just Photoshop some stuff next to your face next time. Like, <laughs> oh, great! Have goodwill, fucking your ear or something like that. Um, 
But yes. <laughs> um, wow. That's been amazing. I got full <laughs> But yes. So um, tomorrow night is the premiere of the Invisible Man episode uh, where I kind of shoehorned myself in. Uh, honestly, guys, I cannot say this enough. I think I've been telling everyone you need to watch this episode <laughs> yes. just for how mental it is. It is something I can't I've never, never experienced <laughs> before. It is, it is probably, it's not the best episode of Monsters because they're all amazing, <laughs> but it is the funniest opening to the... I have never... I've struggled to say my openings because I just don't know what to say. I've never physically been able to not speak. Mm-hmm. And I could not get monsters. I, I couldn't say it. Yeah. It was rid- ridiculous. It is this way, where we, we tried to start recording it and we couldn't record for at least 10 to 15 minutes before yeah, we can actually start. Put it that way. So, <laughs> monsters is at 7 o'clock tonight. I will be there in the chat. Dan will not be because... She never is, but, <laughs> but she doesn't we, like watching herself. That's why. But uh, she'll yeah. jump in for a few seconds and then say hello. But yeah, she won't be there. I'll be there. It's seven o'clock, and it is. We're on a week's break after tomorrow's episode because I am away on holiday. But we come back the following week, and we're coming in strong with Chucky and Tiffany. Yes. So that's going to be fun. And Goodwill is, I don't know if he's going to be live or recording. He's still sorting that out. So, But the Star Trek episode will be on Friday. And then we do have uh, a furry episode. With Mark Cartier. Mark Cartier. As well. Yes. So Trying to nail down guests. Yes. (laughs) That's going to be amazing. Then we're going to talk about the furry creatures that is Pokemon next Sunday, where Sam is fucked off. So it's going to be me, Jake, Goodwill, Graham. I think Joe might be on. Um, the boys get to talk about furries. Um, yeah, the Pokemon. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Jake pulls, monsters. Jake, Jake pulls out a few cards and it's, it teaches a few lessons. I'll just be talking about Pokemon Red and Blue. So yeah, um, but uh, thank cards. you, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining yeah. us as well. The new three hour oh, wonder oh. that has taken over the mantle from Sarah. Um, <laughs> Like as we said before, we will be sorting out a few more episodes going after the July. So I think X Men is going to be one of them ones that's going to be coming up now. Um, yes, and I think Goodwill and uh, Jake will be streaming at some point. I think they're going to have a a boys meeting tomorrow to try and sort out what they're going to be doing. I we're working on some technical stuff in the technical background. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. So follow us, like us, subscribe to us. Um, I'll upload all the episodes from this after the monsters one up on spotify and itunes and amazon wherever you get the episodes um remember to do the five star like or review just to help the algorithm help everyone find you know like other like-minded people to come and join us yes and Remember, uh, we did do our first review of uh, Into the uh, the Spider well Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, this across, one, across the Spider Verse, it was that one. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, this morning, this afternoon. So, if you want to, like, again, the spoilers for that. So, if you haven't watched it yet, wait, but watch it uh, and see what you Once think. You say, say, yeah. say if you your views stay the same as us. So, I'll let you go because poor Sammy has been falling asleep. So. <laughs> So same bat time, same bat channel. See you early, everyone. Bye. 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 Don't forget about monsters. Bye. Bye.